I wish they could see like the mental <laughs> preparation I that you do. You're like LeBron James before game seven. <laughs> but I really wish y'all could see how in the zone Nana gets before she does. I hate you. <laughs> no, no, I, I love it. I love it. Like you, it's almost like you get into this little Zen space. You take a few deep breaths, you close your eyes. And then boom. I love yeah, it. I love it. Prep. This is not something you just walk into. I, I see it. Mentally prepare myself to fuck with your ass. That's an artist who's dedicated <laughs> to their craft. So I applaud you. I applaud you. Shout out to you. We got I'm gonna hit them with the behind the scenes one of these days. Just oh so hell no. Like, no, no. <laughs> no. We're not doing that. I love it. I We're love not. it. <laughs> you are so trash. <laughs> um but no, they, uh, no, uh, I'm I'm doing I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Uh, I think, um, you know, we 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 had to take a break last week. We, we did, y'all. yeah. And and I know that's our that's our second one this season. Mm-hmm. I think looking back at our first two seasons, we're usually good for like maybe one of those. But the world is going to shit, so Listen. please just bear with us. Our Listen. yeah. Some weeks we just don't have it. You know what I mean? And I did it. Yeah, I no, I get it. it. I get it. Yeah. I, you know, I tried. I was like, you, you did. You, know, you got, like, you you got know. a little something in the tank. You were like, nah, I ain't got it. I was nope. like, right, no problem. No problem. I said, no, I don't. No I can't problem. Do it. And then I was nope. like, I woke up on Sunday. I was like, well, maybe if you really want to. Like, you know, like- <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm curious. What was it? Um, I mean, it's like, a, this is a loaded. It's like, where? how much time do you have? But like, right. what, what was it for you last week that kind of just had you like, I, I just need a break. Like, I, I can't do this. So, I mean, so a lot of you guys know that like, I have a, a, a myriad of other things <laughs> that yes. I like to do with do my all time. The things. Yes. Um, I apologize. I'm a Capricorn. And so I think it was kind of just a little too overwhelming. I've, I've been working on a project for my fashion line. Um, and I stupid, not stupidly because I was happy to do it. And it was, it was a fun project, but I also, I took on another client, um, who hit me up last minute. Um, and even though I know I said I wasn't going to do that no more, I did do it. <laughs> hard to turn down a check sometimes. Yeah. And then um, my sister and I are starting another company. And so, like, focusing, we have a client up and coming, like, we have an up and coming client for towards the end of September. So, like, a lot of my energy was towards that. Yeah. And so it's like, it was, it's hard because I think she and I, we have meetings weekly um but i had to i like i hit her i called her and i was like i am so fucking overwhelmed right now like i'm just like really really overwhelmed and it's hard to like complain because this is what i act like this is what i asked for this is what i prayed about Mm -hmm. like i'm really excited about everything that i'm doing but it just felt like so much because i clock in i have a a job that i go to (laughs) you know and there there are um responsibilities that i have for that so it was just like a lot to handle um 
in respect to work and then it was the rnc and even though i know you were were watching that i had to watch that i did i did i did i did i did why Why? (laughs) no but like for real why are you watching that I'm, I'm actually legitimately concerned. Like, why on God's good earth would you tune into so, that? So, I mean, I think it's really important, f- at least for me. Like, I am someone who watches Fox from time to time. Yes, I'm, I, I am. I am a. I'm a, that, I'm yeah. a CNN diehard, but I okay. do watch Fox from time to time, and I watch MSNBC every now and then because I. Is think it it's like a hateful watch? Are you no. like watching it? Or are you like? Because I, I I've I've tuned in like even just seeing do you know John Oliver with the of last course. week tonight love just watch every time yeah same here even just seeing the Fox segments on <laughs> his show I'm exhausted so I I cannot imagine willingly on my own volition tuning in and watching half an hour of Tucker yeah, Carlson they're they're oh. all <laughs> him the it's it's the evening hour is what is really hard yeah um, and what's her name Laura Ingram Laura Ingram and then Sean Hannity yeah okay. that that is it's but I think it's really important um to know what the other side is saying because I think okay. for me mm-hmm. I mean there's nothing that I think Fox can say I, I wasn't watching the RNC because I was really enthralled to see what Trump's no, platform was yeah, of course or, he, he doesn't have a platform that, he, exactly the but platform I think is it, Trump. Was, <laughs> it was really important for me to like I really want to understand the Trump voter <laughs> Yeah, I don't. Okay, okay, I get that. Not not on some like I want to like you know shake them and let them know that they're wrong. Like I really want to know what they're hearing, what possibly these people could be saying to them, what 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 um propaganda is being spewed that Mm -hmm. that is that is allowing them to readily follow somebody that just doesn't have any moral fortitude like it this there's I, yeah well i think the best the best way i heard it described recently and this was a vice special there was a a, a former I, I don't think he was a tv evangelist but he's he's he was a prominent I figure saw that. you saw mm-hmm. that and, yeah. and 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 the way he said it is the, it's a cult you can't it make sense you yeah. can't really yeah. i mean well actually i take that back i think once you do view it that way it's it easier to it contextualize easier. what's oh, yeah. happening because yeah. it's, 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 at this point, it's it's really they've all sold out for the cult of Trump, and that's but you it. know There's what's good. even in respect to that vice. Um, and I, I I don't know I like I watch all of the things I watch yeah. the things about QAnon because I don't yep, understand I saw that too. I how saw that too. how do how and now mm-hmm. there are like I think there were like twelve Republicans. Yeah. yeah. Um, primary candidates yes. who follow Q or yep. like believe in the conspiracy theory yep. of Q, yep. which is, is like, America. and a lot of them live in gerrymandered, you know, yes, districts do. where yes, they they're going to win because, you know, mm-hmm. politicians pick their voters and not the other way around. And yeah. so it's like, I, but like, I wouldn't know these things if I okay. didn't listen. You know what I'm saying? Like I, the first no, time I, I heard about yeah. I do. I get. Yeah. I, I completely understand the need <laughs> to be informed. No, legitimately, yeah. legit. Because I'm the same way myself. Yeah. But I'm. I, I'm. I, I guess my fear for you and for anyone else is a is at what point does the need to be informed cross over into like 
I'm just viewing stuff that's like just harmful towards me. Sure. You know, the way no. they talk about black and brown people, yeah. the way yeah. they talk. Because a lot, especially once I saw those the, the clips of that, those fucking uh, lawyers from, was it Louisville? The the two white, the white couple who were on their lawn and the, oh that, like, my AK-47. God. Yes. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. at that point, yeah. when I see shit like that and I see that on a major platform, yeah. now, now it's gone well beyond informed. Now I don't feel safe. Like but see, knowing that's- that that's what's being spewed and what's kind of out sure. there like how sure. do, i'm curious how you kind of tote that line like how does um, that work i mean you? it's not i'm not watching like three hours of fox okay <laughs> not, I hope not. Not like, no i, I when so you know what's so interesting when i saw um the two the two lawyers yeah. who pulled guns out on protesters yeah. i don't even remember what's the, you said louisville i'm gonna I'm just pretty, go there i'm pretty I sure it was louisville, i don't remember yeah. those yeah. motherfuckers are gross so i really don't pay attention yep. but when i saw them at the rnc because of course they were invited of course absolutely yeah. because yeah. these are patriots what are yes. you talking about yes. um yes. i literally looked at my mother and i said these motherfuckers are gonna kill somebody and then i oh, think yeah. two three days later kyle rittenhouse happened yes um and Who's so now it's a like, hero on the, on her, the right by the way speaking of yeah. tucker Carl, that motherfucker was like i think he said that he wanted him to be his bodyguard and, and then um Oh, that, that blonde bitch. Yeah, uh, who's just filth. I don't oh, remember Ann her Coulter. name. And yeah. Coulter. She, that she vapid said that human she being. wants him to be her president? Uh, president like, something like that. Yeah, I yeah. Yo. You know, so yeah. Um, so yeah, it's I, I don't want anybody to worry about me. I'm not watching Fox Daily, okay. but I do when certain things happen in the country, I do wonder how they are spinning it, how they're flipping it, Got how it. they're trying to make sense of it. Got um, it. and so I do watch it from the from time to time. I, I get it, I get it. Honest. Um, but yeah, I did I watched the RNC, which like I checked my blood pressure last week. It was high. Yeah. <laughs> so how, could it not how could it I not be? How could it not be? Yeah. Um, uh, Jacob Blake, that was like emotionally taxing. And then the two, the well, the two men that, that perished in the third, thir- I don't, we haven't heard anything about the third person that got shot. But then like hearing about that, it was just so much. And then Chadwick. And I think, yeah. I think it yeah. was just like, I don't yeah. have it in me to be entertaining, engaging. I honestly don't want to, I don't want to talk. Like no, I don't. I want to talk to anybody um like i know so, i know when um when brandon texted us about that's I how i learned about so confused. i didn't know yeah, yeah. and I then didn't i didn't know anything and then i saw like an alert on my phone from twitter and i think for me and that's what's crazy i, I was thinking about this as you were, as you were finished up your thought i think i would have made it through the week or maybe made it to getting to behind the mic with you up until Chadwick. After mm-hmm. that, I was just like, fuck, we just can't catch a fucking break. And of course, of course, this wasn't this wasn't related to coronavirus. It wasn't related to racial violence. But I think it was just the loss of another kind of light in the black community, someone sure. that we we've all, you know, come to come to love and appreciate his talent yeah. and yeah. his dedication. You know, just all of that. It was just like Nah, that th- for me, that's when I just was like, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I don't got it. Yeah, I yeah. don't got it, man. Yeah. yeah, I think all Saturday, I, I threw my phone somewhere. Like I did, I didn't. I oh just yeah, no, I know you off the grid that day. Yeah, yeah. which you have to do sometimes. You have to do that. Sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's been it's been a lot. It's been a lot. Um, and so I just I and I appreciate you for understanding. Um, because oh, I, I think like 
the one thing that we want everybody to know is that like we're super dedicated to this podcast and you know to our listeners and i know obi like whenever we have to miss an episode he is he hates it um but <laughs> it's just like you know no, you know what you know, know what it is no, of course not. And and not, nor would I ever want you to. I, I think what it is for me is, is, and I think I texted this to you initially, I think as time has gone on and as the podcast has continued to grow and, you know, I, I, I don't take it lightly, the fact that we do have a platform. Sure. Whether, you know, okay, we might not be, you know, uh, <laughs> to read with fucking 100,000 people tuning That's in each right. week. But even, you know, even the couple hundred that we do get each week, you know, I, I don't take that lightly, especially hearing from them so often about how touched and moved they are by the yeah, conversation no, we have. You know, so I think that's that's kind of what it was for me that was kind of like, you know, I know I know you're feeling something right now. And I know I'm feeling something right now. So I think what I was kind of trying to gauge last week was like, you know, I, I don't want to say do we owe our listeners, but just... Uh, it, will there be something beneficial that comes out of us being vulnerable sure, sure. in this space? Sure. But I appreciate you, because mm-hmm. that's one angle, but I appreciate you pushing back uh, and letting me know, like, nah, I, I just, I, <laughs> and, and that's okay. Yeah, no, like, I just, I can't do also it. understand is, like, yeah, there are times where you probably are just like, I don't want nobody talking to me about a mother. Oh, for thing. sure. I'm not trying for to sure. deal with nothing right now. Yeah. And I, I, yes, is my default always. Like even, Mm -hmm. even after, Mm -hmm. you know, we had discussed not recording and you hit me and you were like, well, you know, maybe there's something we can all kind of build community. And I heard that and I received it. And that's why it's Sunday morning. I was like, I guess if you really want to, maybe we can. Um, because I'm that like, I'm, like I said, yes, is my default. And I really need to learn how to like, stand no. in my nose like yeah. even if when yeah. i say it i mean it i'm not yep. there's no going yep. back yep. um and it's not something oh well i apologize i hope you don't feel like i was trying no, to no. Like, no. coax you into yeah because no. i definitely wasn't no but i think for me because you and i even had the conversation earlier that week that was like well like i was having a, a, a fight with myself about taking that last client because i had yes. Yes. two nights that I didn't sleep till like yeah. four o'clock in the morning working yeah, on something and I promised myself that I wasn't going to do that mm-hmm. so it's like when I say that I'm not going to do something I need to really mean that I'm not going to do it because people will take advantage of that um yeah. and yeah. so it was it was a lesson even for me to be like no Nani you said you're not going to do this no one is yes. going to die if we don't record you know what I'm saying like all no. of that no, like, no. and you do feel guilty because I said that I was gonna do this thing, yeah. um, and that's really important to me when I say that I'm gonna do something to do it. Um, and I, I love like even when I'm like, Ugh, I don't want to record right now. I, I, whenever we get behind the mic, I always thoroughly enjoy our conversations. And yeah, I, for sure. And I, you know, I know that people appreciate it, and so I don't. That's not something that I take lightly, but I also need to be very mindful of how I care for myself. Um, and I think I've kind of, that's been at least a theme for me during this time in quarantine is honoring how I'm feeling um, and when I'm feeling it. Mm-hmm. And 
So even for me, as hard as it was for me to be like, no, I knew that I needed to do that. So I, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So it's, yeah. it was kind of like a whole, even for myself, a mental exercise, but I knew, like, I just didn't have it to give. And I didn't yeah. want no, to. No, that's okay. And that's okay. And I, and I think the one thing that I always have to remind myself as well, because I'm similar to you, I'm uh, historically also a yes man. It's hard <laughs> for me to say no to things. But yeah. I, I think I've gotten I've gotten much better more recently, like maybe the past couple of years. Really? But I absolutely understand that sentiment of, you know, feeling like you have to just take on everything that kind of comes your way. And I think a lot of that is our our inner Capricorns. You know, mm-hmm. we're, we're hardworking folk. For, for us... Uh, unfortunately productivity is paramount like it's hard for I, I, or at least i'll speak for myself maybe you can let me know if you can relate mm-hmm. i feel uh, on days where i'm i don't do anything i feel like the day was a waste and i really have been trying to do my absolute best to rid myself of that kind of mindset mm-hmm. because on days when i just you know maybe i don't have anything on my calendar i don't have any deliverables i don't have any you know deadlines if I'm just kind of just chilling, doing my own thing, there's a lot of times where I almost don't even get to enjoy it because I'm like, damn, I, I know I've got a million and one things to do. Yeah. I know I could be working on this. I know I could get a jump on that. You know what I mean? Yeah, but yeah. I've really, I've really been trying to unlearn that. Um, cause yeah, that shit, that shit ain't, that shit ain't good. Cause the, at the end of the day, really what it comes down to is you, you can't, I, I think that the, the saying goes like you, you, you can't give what you don't have, or you can't pour from a cup that's mm-hmm. not and full. Yep. Yeah. So if if you're running yourself ragged and you're not, you know, you're not rejuvenated and allowing yourself to rest, you're really not giving anyone else the best version of yourself, and most importantly, yourself. Yeah. You're selling yourself short too. You know what I mean? Um, I think I agree. Oh, we're the same person. I have a feeling you probably, yeah. And I think, <laughs> even I think in the beginning of, of Rona, before we decided to hop back, um, and start recording, like I was just finally getting comfortable with not doing anything, but I felt very, very guilty about it. I yeah, felt, yeah, I, felt I, like, I do. I was not wasting my time, but like there are there are things I could be doing, utilizing this time that like I don't have to commute anywhere. I don't have any like I'm this was like early, maybe April, May-ish, um, where I was like, I just didn't feel very inspired. I didn't anything that I was working on just didn't it, it, I was just doing stuff to do it. And that yeah. that doesn't feel good either to me. Nope. Um, and so I was consciously like, I'm just going to chill. I'm going to, I'm going to take, you know, I, of course I have to go to work every day, but like outside of that, I'm not going to add any additional responsibilities to to my plate. Um, And let's just see what that looks like. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was miserable. (laughs) I couldn't, I I couldn't, I couldn't really enjoy it. I couldn't stand in that just because I felt like, well, this is, that's not right. And not that like, um, not that like I needed to finish a line by the end of Ron, like it wasn't anything like that, but it also mm-hmm. felt like that I'm never gonna get this kind of time again. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was kind of before I started working on myself, which is taking up a lot of a lot of that empty space. But um, uh, yeah, which is a good thing. Oh, for sure, for yeah. sure. But like yeah. I also could be sewing, and I also could be nah, nah. No, for me, that's kind of it. Was like, well, like why, why not? Yeah. Um, and okay. 
and that, I'm not saying that that's a good or a bad thing. That's just how I was feeling. No, I get it. I got you. Um, I got you. So I come. I uh, I can completely understand like feeling like you lost a day because um, you weren't able to, or you just decided that I'm. You know, I'm just gonna relax. Like I don't. Yeah, sometimes I don't know today. what that cool. looks like because I'll say I'll. I'm like oh, I'm, I'm just gonna chill for the day. Like this is a Saturday. I'm not doing anything. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and I'll lay down for an hour or two watch a movie and, like, <laughs> and be oh. back up. Right. Like, <laughs> and the, other day, the other day I finished, um, I finished a project that I was working on and my mom mm-hmm. was like, you know, congratulations. She's really excited for me. She was like, you should just take the rest of the day off. And I was like, you know what? That sounds really good. And I think yeah. I put my head on, like I laid down in my couch for like 30 minutes and then wow. and then i started cutting not 30 minutes she was like not didn't you say you were gonna relax right gonna like, confiscate your sewing machine lock like, it behind I'm, the door or something <laughs> i'm leaving to go away soon and so like okay. that was like a very hard deadline for a okay. lot of the other things that i was working on prior to you know completing this project and so it's just kind of like making sure that everything is intact before i get on the plane um and so if that means that i can't rest for a little bit then then that's what it's gonna be but that's not healthy i know i was just about to say i was like wait time out like no i know i know i know this is what we're talking about today what are you what are you so like this is this is not a good opening thesis statement here this is the same issue that i have with like losing weight it's uh-huh. like you know the things to do. You don't uh-huh. no one if, especially if you've been fat as long as I've been fat. No one needs to tell me how to lose weight. I am I have all of the tools in the tool. Got it. it is Got it. the execution and like the consistency and you know mm-hmm. being diligent and like I'm this is what the self discipline all of that. Yeah. And it's really that's really hard for me to do in all capacities of my Just life across the board it's, okay it's really really hard like okay. even in my relationships there i know when i'm dealing with a fuck nigga i nobody <laughs> has to tell me that this man is trash you sure because sure? y'all love I a bouquet do. of 12 red flags so i don't know <laughs> i don't know you know and maybe I won't know I won't know the whole 12, but I've seen at least six of the motherfuckers. <laughs> and then I still would be like, but like maybe just bubble the clown. You know? Yeah. So it's 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 really I just need to 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 stay firm in like all of the things that I'm doing today, which I'm I'm actually very proud of myself because one of the folk boys tried to emerge this past weekend, but I deaded it. Shout out to you. It Shout out to lot. you. Yeah. Shout out to you. Just shot it right down. You're like, no. Like, what? Not huh? in this airspace. Huh? Shot that. Like, you don't <laughs> no. want to no. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, I mean, you know, you know, you know the little struggle I had this past weekend. My brother. I know. I know. Oh. I know. Like, I, didn't, I didn't see myself so clearly. Uh-huh. In you until until I was in that situation. Aha. Uh-huh. See? Like, Yo. Perspective is a son of a bitch, right? Like, like a mother. <laughs> now you see, now you see how or things are from my side when I'm telling you, like, nah, don't do it. Nah, don't. And I was like, Yo, what? But like that, everything that you were going through felt so real because I'd been there uh, so many times. What a motherfucker who does like just at this point, you don't even deserve to know my and name. And you know what? And you know what it is for me. I I I'm not often in that position. So okay. 
when when it does happen on my side, it it definitely like throws me off my center. And I mean, and you and you and you know the history behind this person, and you know, like you you know where that put me, you know, kind of and then so to to just like to just hear from her out of the blue after literally wicked was three years, two years, three three years. Um yeah, yeah, and I, I, I'm sure I've had this conversation. And I th- we've talked about it on the on the on the show. Just like, like you, I, th- I feel like you would ask me at one point, like, "Oh, what would you do if you saw if you saw her? Like, what would you have to say?" And obviously, that's something I've thought about for you know a, an inordinate amount of time. Yeah. So once <laughs> once I just got a, a text out the blue, I was like, "Oh." This is not how I envisioned this going down. Like I, I had a count, I had accounted for all the scenarios. You know, it's New York. I'm a romantic. Yeah. I'll cross you on a on a on a train platform sure. or something. Maybe it's a little rain in the background, you know? <laughs> um, no, but anyhow, I appreciate you also supporting me and letting me know, you know, some, some things are just some things are just not good for you, you yeah. know? No, fuck her. I and I'll say it. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm wondering, what what do you think is at the source of this feeling to like just always be on the go and like <laughs> having to having to? Yep, you got it. You got it. <laughs> what's what's got you? What's got you and all the rest of us so pressed about? You know, Obi Wan. <laughs> what could it be? What is it? I, so I never thought that like I was this person. I would mm-hmm. never have considered myself this type of person. But mm-hmm. when I sit here and I think about all of the different endeavors that I have and like a lot of my goals <laughs> are tied to dollar amounts. <laughs> and mm-hmm. so, mm-hmm. you know, capitalism kind of just, it, it just weaves itself in all of our different little crevices, even when you don't think that like that's a focus of yours. Yep. Um, and so, yep. you know, especially being entrepreneurs or like you know, just people with dreams. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not gonna say myself an entrepreneur, but like people who who have dreams outside of their nine to five, who want to pursue things outside of that, you hope that they will yield you know, a lifestyle that is comfortable for your, you and, you know, providing for your family. Um, And sometimes that means, that means feeling like you need to, if you're not hustling, if you're not working, then you can't eat. Yeah, culture is real. Sometimes that's, that's real. (laughs) Like if you, if you're out here on your own, you know, trying to, trying to make something happen, and you ain't clocking in somewhere and somebody's paying you a check, then like it can really distort, you know, your thinking about what care looks like, what self-care, not not, like, and I know that people like to romanticize self-care, but like literally just taking care of yourself, you know, Mm. sometimes gets put on the back burner because you're trying to achieve some other capitalistic goals. Um, and and uh, you 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 brought something up a few a few seconds ago, and I I want to kind of just break it out real quick because you mentioned like you know how you're kind of putting your head down and you know a lot of the goals and visions that you you have for your future, um, and not just you, a lot of people have dollar signs attached to them. Mm-hmm. But I think one thing that I had to kind of interrogate at some point because I'm similar to you. That's that, that's kind of like 
always been my sentiment. But I wonder, is it is it actually the money or the the you know the million dollars in the bank account that you're after, mm-hmm. or is it for the freedom that it allows you and that it affords you? I don't know that you can disassociate the two. Oh, absolutely. And 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 this is this is what I mean. Or, oh, okay. or you know what? I'll I'll or maybe I'll use myself as an example and you and maybe you can see what I'm trying Please. to say. Yeah. A lot of times, for example, you know, you ask someone, you know, okay, I you I want to be a millionaire. Okay, cool. <laughs> Why do you want to be a millionaire? Mm-hmm. Oh, I want to be a millionaire because it's going to allow me to travel and I love to travel. Sure. Or uh, it's going to allow me to go to basketball games more and get a you know, cuz I love basketball. Or it's going to allow me to spend more time with my children. Because right now, I'm a lawyer and I work 68 hours a week. I barely get to see my kids. So I want to get to this point of financial freedom so I can do that. Sure. I, I say that all to say, I think a lot of times we think we want the million dollars. But really, what we truly want is the is the freedom that it allows. And, and, and in terms of the freedom of our movement the freedom of our time and how we allocate that time. Um, I, at least for me, I think once I was able to differentiate the two and realize, you know, I, I don't, yeah, it'll be cool to have a million dollars in the bank and I'm sure that would feel good. But what I'm really after is the, is the quote unquote freedom that that would, that having money or having wealth affords you, at least for myself. Does sure. that, does that resonate with you at all? Do you no, see, I hear you you. The, I think- the distinction? I do. I think um, the hard part for me to kind of grapple with, even in those examples, is how do I do all of those things without money? Well, and that's and that's the you can you absolutely can, but unfortunately, how, the, the, how do the, I travel without money? How do no? I... That's what that's what I'm no. That's what I'm getting at. Okay. You can do those things, but unfortunately, the the way capitalism has it you know as clutches us <laughs> it's almost that's and that's the trade-off unfortunately mm. in capitalism the trade-off is you trade in hours of your life mm-hmm. for money mm-hmm. and that's the kind of uncomfortable agreement that we've all made under capitalism for it to all work mm-hmm. we all trade in hours of our lives to have money and that money then affords us to do the things that we want to sure, do sure, sure. Mm-hmm. now it's hard it's very difficult to envision a life or even your you know to envision yourself outside of that system because that's all a lot of us know it's hard to like you were saying like oh how can i spend you know how can i travel mm-hmm. without having a lot of money or how can i you know do whatever it may be mm-hmm. um but i think i at least for at least the way i've always viewed it I think that's just the lie that that we all have to buy into because the truth is you you can have access to these things but it just might not be necessarily the way that we've been trained to to view it. So for okay. example traveling, mm-hmm. a lot of times the way we've been taught to view travel especially in the US because we only get 2 weeks a, a fucking year <laughs> is when you do have a vacation, mm-hmm. it needs to be to some some really extravagant beach in the middle ah, of the Pacific Ocean, okay, 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 and okay. you need to be in a luxury hotel, <laughs> and you need to get you know the finest masseuse available on the island. You do you see what I'm saying? A sure. lot of a lot of even our a lot of even our our visions of rest or our visions of of time for ourselves are inextricably tied to 
kind of capitalistic ideals. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? When you really mm-hmm. break it apart. Or when we think about, you know, a house as an example. Oh, I want to mm-hmm. have a house that has, I don't know, five bedrooms and five mm-hmm. bathrooms and mm-hmm. 20,000 square. Do, do you need that? <laughs> right. Do you, right. do you really need that? Or have did we all just fucking watch MTV Cribs growing up and that's what we think, like, being comfortable is? You know what I mean? A thousand percent. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it takes, it's not always easy to kind of, like, break those two apart. Yeah. But I think I, I think that's that's the fleece. That's the that's the gag from capitalism <laughs> is is it keep it's it's the it's the it's the what do they call it with a horse or a mule the the, the carrot stick that's the carrot oh, okay. dangling okay. Okay. at any given time okay. that okay. any of these things that we envision all of these luxuries that we want for ourselves are just outside of our reach and if we, we just, just worked hard enough. Just a little harder, not a whole lot harder. If we just work just a little harder, you know, maybe maybe put in that extra ten hours a week, boom, you'll get you'll get that vacation to the Maldives. You know what I mean? I told you prior to us getting on here how Elon. I read an article that said Elon Musk said that we shouldn't be working forty hours a week. That we need to be working eighty to hundred hours a week. And I literally was like, Are there even that many hours in a week? What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> you, are, you want me to work more hours than the are in the week, my guy? What are you talking about? What are you yeah. talking about? What are you talking about, sir? I'm sure Elon Musk hasn't seen a supermarket. That motherfucker don't make <laughs> meals. He just had a baby. I'm sure he's not doing a lot of the rearing. It's very... That's the thing, no. too, where, like, you know, people who have a lot of money mm-hmm. try to um, assume kind of sh- that, like... Mm-hmm. You know, you're not working hard enough. You could mm-hmm. get it. It's like, nigga, you don't even do a quarter of the shit that I have to do no. every day. No, you have a nanny, you have a chef, you like, have a you have a house cleaner. Of course, you have a chauffeur, you have a pilot, you have a nutritionist. Like you, you, you don't. Yeah, you're not doing. You, you ain't even working as hard as I am, bitch. Shut no. the fuck up. What no. are you talking about? No, no. You know, and and, I, and and just and just what you're talking about. That's a that's a prime example with with Elon Musk. You know, uh, you know obviously, su- you know, super wealthy. Mm-hmm. Um, that's another thing. And I was having this conversation with some the other day that I think we tend to not realize as as folks who might be middle class, even if even if you're like fortunate enough to be upper middle class, mm-hmm. um, is is that rich people don't view money the same way that we do. Absolutely not. The rich people. The most valuable thing to you and I as working class or middle class people is money. The most valuable thing to wealthy people is their time. Mm-hmm. And that's why, like I just said, Elon has a, a he has a nutritionist, he has a chef, he has a personal trainer. Because it what the most valuable thing to Elon is having a clear schedule. Mm-hmm. That's how he's been able to amass the wealth he has. I mean, I'm not going to say it's been all him because, of course, you know, white supremacy is a thing. There's all, you know, generational wealth. He's had access to things that, you know, other people might not have. But even if we want to kind of just play make-believe and say that this was purely based off of meritocracy and that he earned this really all on his own, even if we want to believe in that myth, the only thing that would have allowed him or afforded him to do that is having the time. Yep. And and I think that's what gets us the most fucked up. With, and I know I'm probably jumping the gun. I know we, you know, we have an online. We're going to yeah. go over some stuff but that's that's the hustle is yeah. for us as working class people we don't have the time to 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 envision different futures and different possibilities for ourselves because we're trading in 
the majority of it to just to fucking get by. You know what I mean? How can I how can I think of ways to give back to my community or be more involved in my community or volunteer or, you know, check in on my neighbor or spend more time with my family when, you know, for example, if I'm if I'm a, a, a you know, working class, I have to I'm earning ten dollars in an hour and I have a family to feed. Where where am I going to find the time to do any of anything else but work? You know what I'm saying, and I think that's the, I think that's the shift out or the 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 one thing I'd remind a lot of people. And I, I'm sure we've all heard that well, you know one way along the another. I, I read Rich Kid, uh, what is it? Rich Dad Poor Dad, back mm-hmm. in the day, and and he speaks about that. That's the thing. Rich people don't think about money; they think about time. Mm-hmm. And so the most valuable thing to them. So when you look at, for example, a flight to London, for for you know if I'm I'm back in economy, I'm paying. You know what? Uh, maybe three, four hundred, five hundred dollars. Sure. But that that's uber wealthy person is going to pay the ten k for first class or for their private jet mm-hmm. because they're going to be able to you know have the the space, the time, all that to do whatever they need to do right. and still be kind of ahead of the ball, ahead of the curve, if you will. It's just, it's, and I think a lot of times we don't we don't think about it that way because we're all trying to we 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 think that we have a a chance to be Bill Gates or to be Elon Musk yeah. or to be these billionaires, well, you know, like what's his it. name uh, just got it now, uh, the Tyler, Tyler Perry. Perry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, unfortunately, I hate to break it to y'all, <laughs> for for ninety nine point nine 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 percent of us, you ain't never gonna see that kind of money a day in your life. You could, but, no matter how hard you work. Sure. But I think, you know, what you're saying, and I think that kind of goes towards like the American dream is like, you're, you're just one, like we are one, uh, one step removed from attaining that. Yeah. We're, that's the lie with American we're dream. One concept. Mm-hmm. We're one, we're mm-hmm. one job away from, mm-hmm. from becoming. Mm-hmm you know, one of the richest people on the planet. Yeah. If that, and like, that's why things like Forbes, the Forbes, like, I always wonder, like, why do, why do I need, I don't, why do I need to know any of this? Like, why, why should any of us care who is the newest billionaire or who is, who are the richest people on the planet? And it's like, this is aspirational. They want you to want to be these people. Um, Because outside, like me knowing that Tyler Perry has, a billion dollars, what's that doing for me? But how is that gonna make my life any better? But now, if maybe I was like, I, of course, I congratulations, Tyler, that's fucking amazing. You've worked incredibly hard to get here. But outside of that, maybe being a goal for me, how does that change anything? You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And so your in your reality, in your day to day. Yeah. And so I wonder yeah. like why they love to come out with these lists and why they're always shifting who's who now this person has this money and this and it's like i i just feel like it's all it's all like some sort of a advertisement to like you can get here too oh absolutely that's a part of it too no yeah. for sure for sure and i think a lot i think a lot of people don't even fully appreciate like what a billion is because that's the thing i was and I actually watched a uh i forget if it was vox it was it was one of those guys on on mm-hmm. youtube that was talking about how just just from a, a psychological standpoint, the brain can only comprehend numbers up to a certain point. Because <laughs> once it gets a million dollars, a yeah. Because once it gets once it gets to numbers that are just 
like a trillion. It's hard to really conceptualize what a trillion dollars is. But just and this, this was a tweet I came across a couple years ago, and it broke it down perfectly. And so the tweet, this is from Paul Franz. Um, the tweet says, people don't have a strong intuitive sense of how much bigger one billion is in one million. Mm-hmm. So I the way he, you, I'm, I'm sure you, and maybe even our listeners have heard this one. So um, one million seconds is eleven days. That I can wrap my head around. Right. You know, that's eleven days from now. Boom, right. bang. A billion seconds is thirty-one point five years. It's thirty-one and a half years. That's the jump from a millionaire to a billionaire. That's insane. From eleven days to thirty, almost thirty-two years. Literally as old as you and I are. Wow. Is the difference. You know what I'm saying? Is the difference between a million and a billion. So that's, and then, so for anyone out here who thinks they're going to get to that point, like, I hate to break it to you. That, that's okay. probably, Listen, that's probably, you might, and shout out to you, and don't forget me. And don't forget me. Yeah. No, please. We're not out here busting yeah. bubbles. But I also think that, like, the trade off to potentially being a, a, a billionaire. And and having a fruitful life in a in a, in a different kind of like we were saying the perception of what we think we need as supposed as opposed to what will what what will really bring us joy and happiness mm-hmm. and fulfillment I think sometimes can become a little conflated we can we can miss the ball on like what we think we what what we actually want as opposed to what the world is telling us we need oh no for um, sure. And, so, and economists have studied this kind of yeah. thing. There's a there's a there's a famous study from an economist that found out that for for the majority of people, once you go over income, I think it was 70 or 80k, mm-hmm. anything anything above that in terms of um in terms of like if that's increasing your happiness is marginal. Yeah. Anything oh, over yeah. 80k. Yeah. Wow. Anything over 80k like it beyond that like you, you you're not any happier at 150k than you were at 80k is basically oh, what the study was well, saying i would love to find out yeah so, no and we I, all say that no of yeah, course and we all say that but i think i think what people tend to realize and i and i've talked about i've shared i've used my own myself as an antidote for that there was a time when i was making that kind of money and oh, I was yeah. not happy at all. Yeah, I was, you did say that. Yep, yeah, okay. I wasn't happy at all. I was fucking miserable. Yeah. <laughs> and now I'm probably making a third of that, maybe, uh-huh. or, or maybe half of that. I'm, I'm, and I'm not trying to say that you have to be poor. You have to like be making less than you know, or not be comfortable, because that's the thing too. That's but, all that matters to me. Yeah, yeah, I think that's what I think that's and that's and then what we kind of took the long <laughs> out to get to it. Yeah. That's really what it comes down to yeah. is, is comfortable. Yeah. And for a lot of us and for most people, that's a, that that do, the dollar sign to that comfort is a lot less than you probably think less. it is. Yes. Probably far less than than the yeah. million you think you need to be busting your ass for to get in the bank account. You know that what I mean? I, that I agree with wholeheartedly. Yeah. Yeah. This is, and I think I've shared if, if with you or probably even this is the first time in my life, I'm 32 years old, that I've been able to save money. Just because yeah. I'm gonna be making a living wage, or like, well, as- and, think, and think how fucked that is. It took you to, it took you to 32 yes. after working probably what I don't know. Since I was 40. 17 years old, and yeah. I mean, we don't count that. But like, even in yeah. my professional career, like I, yeah. I started working right out of college. Mm-hmm. I was like 24 when I got mm-hmm. my first full time job, getting mm-hmm. paid shit because mm-hmm. like, who are you? But mm-hmm. um, and like, busting my ass. Of course you were. Were so, you probably working harder than your boss was? Right. 
but like real really shit. and truly also no no <laughs> like that is a motherfucking fact yeah. um and just couldn't do it literally paycheck to paycheck you know mm-hmm. praying that i don't have any emergency because what the fuck like oh, my yeah. mom was still paying my phone bill sending me 20 dollars whenever she could because like i just was i couldn't do it and this is probably the first job that i've ever had in my life where i'm not clocking payday Mm-hmm. And that feels amazing. Of course, yeah, it does. I'm not getting paid millions of dollars. My life, mm-hmm. like I'm, I'm. It's it's nice to be comfortable. I'm now working on, you know, purchasing a home, and like mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. need five bedrooms and and ten bathrooms. And if that's what you want, cool. But I think that like, you know, what you're saying, and like the the fact that like I've gotten paid for my last job, maybe. $40,000 more. It, it is testament to what you're saying about like, the fact that like, I don't need millions of dollars. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't, I mean, yes. What I love to blow, like even if, you know, my my fashion line kills it and we, we do crazy things or- Yes, manifest, manifest. I, I'm not saying that I'm, I'm limiting myself, but I also- No, no. I'm realizing that like, as long as I can, you know, create a beautiful home for myself, help my mom if she ever needs, you know, like the things, mm-hmm. uh, literally the, the, the little things, you know, maybe go on a trip every once in a while, yep. you know, be able to- Buy yourself a little something nice when you yeah, want to. You know, like I I, I'm, I have a goal. I'm, I plan on treating myself with something very nice if I attain it. Right. And- and and that and those are the things you know what i'm saying and i think that like i i definitely agree with you and i didn't know that it was that not minuscule because 100 150,000 dollars that's a substantial amount of money to oh yeah no that's, a, that, that's, that's that's a salary you're 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 like in the top i think like 10% of 5% of of us earners if you're at one or if you're even over 100 I, right. i'm pretty sure but it's yeah. not i don't think it's unfeasible or maybe it is and that and that is a conversation in itself for the mm-hmm. like like you were saying the fact that it took so long and th- th- multiple different types of jobs for me to even get into to this point um, to feel to feel like you can just take a breath and right. not be, like, you I know feel like the <laughs> the rug is about to be pulled out under totally, you you know what i mean truly, yeah truly. and you know i was unemployed before i got this job i was unemployed for like six months Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, early last year, I remember. Nigga, like that is really scary. And yeah, I, and no, I, I, and I know yeah. that I'm in a very for like I was watching, and I think this has been going around Instagram a lot, um, on CNN the evictions because you know people are fucking trying. Yeah, yeah, word, word, word. Yo, shit's about to hit the fan, and unless unless the federal government steps in, which but I, mind you, I, I ain't holding my breath. On Mitch McConnell's mother. Yeah, yes. yeah. Shit's I don't gonna know anybody. Be... If we have listeners in Kentucky, do we have listeners in Kentucky? We we might. I'll look it up y'all, if I have to. I don't think so, but yeah. <laughs> if you listen to this podcast more more than I want Trump out of out of office, I need Mitch McConnell to get the fuck out of office. Like I don't need him to be. I mean, I'll take a twofer. I guess. I mean, 2020, we can can fucking do it. We can do both. But everybody loves to talk about Trump. Like, that nigga is literally the devil. He is sanctioned, anti-Christ, all of that shit. He is the worst. how you really feel. Um, And so that that bill is sitting on his fucking desk, and this motherfucker is on vacation. Just 
gross, bitch. Yeah. It's fucking disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so there was a, a special on CNN mm-hmm. um, where they were showing families who, because the um, the rent freeze or like the mortgage, mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. know, it's like, I don't know what the, the word is, but now motherfuckers can evict you. Yeah, um, basically the, the federal government had a moment more moratorium. I can never say that word on on any any federal federally backed housing yep. couldn't be evicted, but that expired. I, was it the end of July? August. Yeah. I think they extended yeah. it a month and then oh okay, yeah, uh, yeah. So but it's over, it's yeah. done. Yeah. yeah. So they're they're get, and I mean, I as somebody last year who <laughs> I was not paying my rent because <laughs> I didn't have like I was getting unemployment. I think the most money I got out of unemployment every week was like two hundred and fourteen dollars on yeah. top of living in New York. Yeah, <laughs> like nothing, nothing. Yeah. So I I told my boss, like my boss, I told my landlord, listen, I didn't lived in this apartment for seven years. You know when I eat, you eat. I don't yeah. have it, <laughs> and yeah. don't be a fuck nigga and try to put me out. Because yeah. that don't do it. We've 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 been here, and then thank by the grace of God, I got a job, okay. and it took a little bit for me to you know do all that back rent, that but I paid up, it. But you did, and, yeah. And I just see like the fact that other people do not have it that mm-hmm. well. That there are people. Mm-hmm. There were there were. I think John Oliver even did a special on this on evictions because mm-hmm. there were people in like in preparation for the expiring of the moratorium oh, filing. Like yeah. early, I think early July to get yeah. people out. And it's like, it's a yeah. fucking pandemic. You know the state of the world. If these people have lived in your home or whatever for a while and you understand that just because of the climate, they're not able to pay you, like, why would you do this? No, well, I, and I, I agree with you 10,000%, not even 100%. But I think it's important because I, I listened to a, a podcast about that. I think it's, uh, NPR has a podcast about money. I think it's called yeah. Have you heard it before? Oh. Let me look it up because it's actually a good one. And and I like a good uh, I like a good recommendation. That's what it's called. It's called Planet Money by NPR. They had okay. a, a full episode about this where they talked about the, the burgeoning kind of just eviction pen, uh, epidemic that we're on the cusp of. It goes further up the chain. So I'm not trying to cop, I'm not trying to cap for for the landlords, mm-hmm. but the landlords also they have to pay their mortgage. So really this it really just it goes all the way up to the top. Really what the federal government needs to do yeah, is right. put just like other countries have done. We've seen other countries do this. The, the this happened in Europe. Just put a freeze on mortgages. I mean, we did, fixed. did it for how many months? Problem what is, fixed. What is the rest yeah. of the year? Like, that doesn't make any fucking sense. That's it. It's, it. It would take a stroke of a pen and we wouldn't be having this conversation. So ridiculous. And, and, and I, I think I've had this conversation with you or something I've said before to a lot of people. Don't, don't ever be fooled. The, the, anything, even our wildest kind of like dreams of what we could be as a society... All of it is possible. It's just a matter of do we have the political will to make it happen? Yeah. All of these things we're talking about, ending evictions, you know, living wage, all of this stuff. All it would take would all literally all it would take would be a vote and someone signing a piece of paper and problem fix. Student loans, the vote, people (laughs) sign a piece of paper. Done. Done. What (laughs) student loans? But anyhow, we we I know we've been, you know, because this is obviously something we're both 
very you know passionate about but i guess it would help to kind of start from the beginning because i know i know i kind of just got right into the thick of it oops um we, but, we you know we, we all, but yeah no yeah we all no, learned no. about this at school at one point or another Can but I just you, i like we did they did um economics and american government like okay like one semester was one the other semester was other okay economics honey she this ain't where i live yeah wasn't my favorite class in college i was uh, actually uh, econ wasn't too bad accounting just uh, i my brain just couldn't wrap my head around it yeah yeah (laughs) but what Uh, the fuck is capitalism (laughs) anyway um so teen vogue actually i i you know because she works on the outlines and i saw a couple of articles kind of defining it and i think because this is a magazine for younger people they did just a really good job of like clearly defining what it Mm -hmm. is they went into like the history about like how it all started in the 16th century because we ended the whole serfs lords shit Mm -hmm. um but yeah so (laughs) um so uh kim kelly from team vogue wrote an article that uh that says what capitalism is and how it affects people um we pulled a a couple of of segments of it but if i if you have if you want a a full-throated understanding about what capitalism is don't be disgusting no i didn't even say nothing i'm just saying that was that was an adjective you know i would have gone somewhere else but you You don't you've never heard that phrase before (laughs) you read shut up (laughs) (laughs) sorry Um, go ahead full throat on go ahead get in the back (laughs) get it all the way (laughs) excuse him Um, so capitalism is defined as an economic system in which a country's trade industry and profits are controlled by private companies instead of by the people whose time and labor powers those companies Um, they also go on to say a capitalist nation is dominated by the free market which is heavy quotation from free market (laughs) But sorry, I, I just you know we're gonna keep it apart. Yeah, heavy quotation marks on free market, um, yeah. which is an economic system in which both prices and production are dictated by corporations and private companies in competition with one another, and places a heavy focus on private property, economic growth, freedom of choice, and limited government intervention. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, and that and it kind says- of. And it goes on to say, uh, capitalism takes a position that greed is good. There's that Mm. that famous uh, Greco quote from uh, what movie was that? Wall Street. Yes. Well, the the original one. Yes. Um, Which its supporters say is a positive thing. Greed drives profits and profits drive innovation and product development, which means there are more choices available for those who can afford them bullshit its opponents <laughs> say that capitalism is by nature exploitative and leads to a brutally divided society that tramples the working classes in favor of fattening the richest wallets all right now we're doing better yep, yep. the occupy wall street movement um began as an anti-capitalist protest against the one percent which is the richest of the rich of the capitalist class and asked why they allow why they were allowed to grow fat and happy while 20% of all american children right here right here at home live in poverty mm. um and i think i think especially and i'm happy that they shouted out 
the Occupy Wall Street movement because a lot of this, I feel like this has definitely become more of a conversation more recently. So this is probably going back to like, what, 2010, 2011. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just because folks are just fed up. And I think a lot, especially for us as millennials, that's, you know, that's when a lot of us were fresh out of college. You know, the the recession had hit, you know, all all the all the kind of the the myths that we've been fed since we were kids, just work hard, get good grades, you know, mm-hmm. get your degree, you'll yeah. get a good job, you work your way up, you know, all of that shit. Came... A barrel of hay. Is that the phrase? <laughs> all of that just came crumbling down for a lot of us because a yeah. lot of us were fresh out of school. And when shit hit the fan for, you know, for us as millennials, we're like, oh, oh, so all this shit y'all been telling my whole life has was a lie, is what you're saying. And niggas were fed the fuck up, (laughs) fucking marched on Wall Street like, yo, time out. And, you know, and 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 we're seeing it happen now. The same thing that happened in 08 and 09. The banks get bailed out. The airlines get bailed out. The, 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 you know, the hotels get, everyone gets, you know, everyone gets bailed out except Main Street. We're the ones left. And mind you, we're the ones paying that bill. That's our taxes. Can we, listen. That's our tax. That that money didn't come out of nowhere. It didn't come out of thin air. And these these corporations, (laughs) they don't pay their taxes. That's true. They do, if they do pay taxes, they have what Obi was talking about earlier, accountants or like business, Mm -hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, business lawyers who make sure they pay the least amount the of time. absolute minimum yeah and so it's like completely mind-blowing mm-hmm. that you guys feel like this whole trickle down i never understood that shit i i never anytime oh, I can, anything I, about a trickle i'm like you full of listen, shit i, I can what it all i'll give y'all the the like the two minute uh condensed abbreviated <laughs> history here <laughs> Because it's something I'm very passionate about. If if you want to think about anything, any any decay in our society that you see today is Reagan, Oof. and you 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 know because you study political science. The if, way if there any decay that you see in our society, Newt had yes, a, like the both of them. Who uh, I'm sorry, Reagan and who? Newt Gingrich. Yes, and Newt. Yeah, good old Newt. Oh, really? Um, just- the way that they transformed what our country looks like and what yes. politics in this country looks yes. like, both of those. So you know, you're 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 intimately aware as a as a you know a, a political science major. A lot of the stuff that we see, whether it's the the, the um, divestment from social services, whether it's our our tax structure that favors the rich, mm-hmm. um, and and the taxes. That's the most fucked part of of it all. We tax. A higher rate on 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 labor than we do on capital gains, and and translation basically, you get taxed more for for clocking in than the motherfucker who has a fucking hedge fund mm-hmm. does on his money. And mind you, money will always work harder than you ever can. Period. You that, that those forty hours you're trading in of your life to to earn a check will never work as hard as ten k sitting in the bank and accruing interest or or you know invested but anyhow all of that whether we want to talk about the war on drugs whether we want to talk about the 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 dramatic increase in our in in um the population of our prison system all of it goes back to reagan so mm-hmm. if, if you ever want to kind of like learn why we're at where we're at and i'm happy that you brought that point up not about talking also where we are politically 
mm-hmm. and how the Republican Party under Reagan began to align themselves with, you know, the evangel- evangelists and, mm-hmm. and you know, brought in the whole morals and all. Because don't forget, a lot of folks don't realize this. Trump didn't come up with the line "Make America Great Again." That was started Ronald. It. That was Ronald Reagan's I mean, campaign. Clinton had a little stint with it, but it started. Oh off. yeah, I think yeah. Reagan was the first one to use Ra- it. That that was Reagan and his team. So yeah. just d- basically, if y'all if y'all want to know why we're at where we're at, is Reagan yeah. <laughs> and just and really, if you study and and get more aware with his policies and and what he was saying, all this. All this, um, all this speech you hear now. This is actually before Reagan. Now this is Nixon. The whole law and order, you oh, know, yeah. basically yeah. all that coded language that's basically saying we need to lock niggas up. Basically, is is, is what is what it's coming down to. Um, I think it's important to if you if you want like a really full picture or understanding of why we are where we are, you got to look back. You know, and I'm, okay. I'm I love I love you, y'all know I'm a history buff, so you got to look back and understand like oh shit why why are things as fucked as they are now. You know what I mean? I, I think the interesting thing about a lot of this is like, I mean, uh, I definitely will, I will, I will blame the GOP for a lot of our ills. Um, but unfortunately, a lot of this stuff is not, is not by, bi- it's bipartisan. Like, Oh it, yeah, absolutely. And I think the frustrating thing that people are seeing now is like you were saying before, how we've, we bailed out wall street mm-hmm. and they in turn gave, you know, the tops, their top shareholders or stakeholders bonuses and all that goofy. Oh shit. Yeah. 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 You know, air, American Airlines, I don't know how long y'all been around, but y'all boo-hooing that nobody want to get on a motherfucking plane. <laughs> but it's like you telling you, you, they, everybody loves to talk about, personal accountability mm-hmm. and pulling up my straps mm-hmm. and you know no no welfare queens and mm-hmm. I, I you guys need to get back to work so we're not going to give you that extra dollars yep. but it's like yep. what you could give they fucking gave shake shack 10 million dollars that they didn't ask for mm-hmm. there was a whole story um when the ppe um is it what ppe or PPP, I don't know. Whatever that little uh, grant was that they were oh, allowed- for the small business owners. Yeah, there was a man who lied um, and said that he had a small business and ended up getting a loan for like four million dollars and blew it on like a Lamborghini. Or yeah, something. I read about that. I'm um, pretty sure it was down in Florida because, <laughs> of course, yeah, Florida. If we have a I mean, I know that y'all are the good ones, but we need to really have a a, a full throated conversation about that. Oh, oh no, the full throat is back. <laughs> Yo, I can't, I can't. Anyway, um, you, real quick, while we're on that, there's this uh, there's this fun like little thing I stumbled on a couple weeks ago. It's called like the 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 Florida Man game. Have you ever heard of that? I have heard of. I have basically. Heard of the game. But I've, yeah, basically, I'm all you have to do, all you have, and y'all try this out if, if you because it's legit. All you have to do is Google Florida man and your birthday and <laughs> oh, watch, okay. and you will see whatever crazy story there was about a Florida man on that day. Oh, my bro- okay, I'll definitely do that. <laughs> yeah. I'm definitely doing that. But yeah, um, so yeah, I think it's like people always love to complain about the fact that, like, you know, we need to be 
uh, fiscally responsible mm-hmm. and how dare you just us though not the, yeah, not yeah. the companies how yeah, dare just you us. try to lean and and uh, you know, lean on the government, and you guys are all the welfare queen. Another Reagan trope, mm-hmm. absolutely. Um, so, like all of that kind of stuff, but y'all couldn't even handle two weeks, yeah, of this yeah. motherfucking pandemic. How crazy I- was that? Do you remember that? Like, yeah. I know, it's, I know, it seems like a lifetime ago, no, but like that blew me. That blew mind. me. Front I was like. Mind. I was because I remember that was like uh because I, th- I think nationwide a lot of those lockdowns probably by the if not the second the third or last week of March pretty much I think a lot of the states were in lockdown by that point right am I am I remembering that correctly and I remember the economy just fucking you know like the stock market tanking and I remember scratching my head I was like I was like yo it's only been like two weeks like really weeks? I'm like yo like really really just two weeks of us like just taking a quick break and chilling. That's all it took for the economy to fucking crash? Like, really? Like, that's, that's, I didn't realize, like, it was that delicate. Because just you like you were saying, you expect me to, you know, sound, sound, um, uh, personal finance advice is to have mm-hmm. up to six months on hand of, yep. of an emergency yep. fund. Yep. And, yep. and y'all tell me I got to do that. And I try my absolute best to make sure I got, if not six, at least two or three, you mm-hmm. know, at least give me a buffer. But these fucking multi-billion dollar companies aren't doing the same? How? What is that? Like, what? And then we're going to bail them out in a and month or two? And, and we're going to excuse it because we understand no one was prepared for this, you know, this pandemic. No one prepared for this, even though in January y'all did tests on our infrastructure to see if we had, if we could deal with the if bio. We ready. Yeah. Whatever. So no one could, no one knew about this. So we have to give $250 million to American Airlines. But I'm supposed to live off of this one-time check of a hundred and twelve. What I tell you, what I tell you, that twelve hundred dollars, well, I think I think it was gone in like 10 minutes. I donated because at that point I wasn't working. I was also back on, you know, my rent and bills and credit cards. I didn't see, I think I saw. I think I I I cut like a hundred dollars off of it to do something to splurge on. Apart from that, that shit was gone. Like right. I didn't even I didn't who, even sniff it. Yeah. Who was, like, who was doing anything with this money? Who lost wild. their job? Who or their 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 pay their salary got deducted or they've been yeah, furloughed yeah, or whatever? Yeah. Like y'all are really fucking tripping out here. And we gave you the money. The money was supposed to be used to keep people employed y'all still laid off a gang of people you still fired a fuckload of people and now you want us to get on your rinky dink ass planes like excuse me yeah excuse me <laughs> what and i'm not I, please don't i'm not saying that i think that we should be able to support small businesses um i mean and even the larger ones because i'm i didn't know that American Airlines was eaten off of my little 250 that I'm taking to go wherever. I, I definitely thought that they were doing a lot more with, you know, their finances and saving. But what do I know? But I, I definitely didn't think that their bread and butter was people getting on flights. Because you have to assume if, God forbid, something happens. I mean, even after 9-11, people were reticent to fly. So it's like you've experienced this before where there's been a, a large dip in people getting on the plane. You didn't 
you didn't think to kind of maybe change the and, way and and my view you, as yo you're right and then also in the wake of of 9/11 and the years following that is when all these airlines started introducing all these fucking extravagant fees a charge for a bag a charge for yeah, 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 this yeah, and yeah. I, like I was I'm, I'm I have a trip I'm I'm about to take at the end of the month they're charging for checked bags on international flights now like that's wild that never used to be the case that oh, never no. used to be that's the case right. what's that no wait yeah. when I went to Paris yeah my, my bag was not included yeah yeah and that never yeah. used to be like that I've traveled a lot that's a new thing so if yeah. you're if y'all nickel and diamond me every 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 step of the way I saw I saw this amazing tweet about I gotta read it because it was it was fucking hilarious that was talking about like how I'm not really here for the sob stories from the airlines right now I'm not I'm not. Uh, where is I'm it? Not. Here it is. So this is from Mike Dentale on Twitter. It says, and and because the, they've been sending all these fucking emails, I I had to like unsubscribe from like six airlines because they kept sending <laughs> them. Basically, it says airlines sending me, quote unquote, we're in this together emails. When my suitcase was fifty two pounds, I was on my own. Bye bye, motherfucker. You, you charge the shit out of me for them two extra pounds, <sighs> and now you're talking about you're here with me. You when were you ever here with me? What are you talking about? Absolutely. What are you talking about? Because they're not charging that change fee. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, you you should have been charging in the first place. Exactly. Do you, we I, don't know what's going on here. I like, gave you two fifty for a flight to Dallas. Okay, I couldn't make it. You still have my two fifty. Let me use that shit later. Why are you charging me two hundred dollars to 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 use the same two hundred I gave you already? Crazy. It's but crazy. It's I, and crazy. I think I think for a lot of people. Because oh, because if, if we if we just start venting, we'll be here all night. Yeah, so, but like, I, it, it's it's really to me. I think no, it's, it, it's the hypocrisy of it. All. No, exactly. No, that it's is, crazy. That is what it's so frustrating to me. And I, you would assume that these this industry is flourishing. These companies have been around for decades. That yeah, they would have over hundred years better planning for yeah. emergencies, and then y'all have the nerve to come to me and tell me why don't I have four hundred dollars saved away for an emergency? Mm -hmm. I'm not even getting paid a livable wage. I have mm -hmm. to work two to three jobs mm -hmm. to afford the life that I have now, mm -hmm. and you're you're coming at me talking about I'm I'm. Uh, you know, I'm I'm pillaging from the government and I'm stealing. Mm -hmm. I, it's my fault. It's it's you know, uh, all of the other people who are on welfare, their fault that that they need assistance. But all of these corporations, all of these these welfare companies who've been around, like you said, fucking uh, J.P. Morgan Chase, y'all been around for at least a hundred years. Oh, Why did you need billion dollars from us? Yeah. You're from a us. bank. From no, us. No, don't, I thought banks just, I thought banks have, is that how banks work? Am I, am I missing something? Like your whole business model is like, no, for real, you gotta, you gotta really like break some of this shit out sometimes. Like you're a bank. Like you're literally, you're in the business of handling money. Like that's your. Just hold it. Just hold it. What is happening? I know what? that you take my money, you give it to somebody else, and you hold yeah. somebody else give the money so that I can get my money. But like, you just supposed to hold it. That's your whole job. You, you got one job, man. You got one job. Right and then we had to come and bail y'all out, and y'all are buying fucking yachts and homes yeah, that I couldn't even think of with amenities that why does anybody need 
Fendi rugs and and Hermé bed sheets. Like yeah. what? This is what y'all are doing with the money I, that we gave you. And Fuck. I think that's what that's the one. If not the one, it's one of the few silver linings of this fucking weird time we're in right now. Is I think that finally people, I think it's crumbling down two myths, and this and these are the two biggest myths of America. It's the pillars on which this country is able to kind of export, you know, the quote unquote American way of life. The first one is capitalism. We mm-hmm. saw how quickly that came crumbling down. And we've known and and we've known for a long time now that we we really and truly don't operate in a in, in a capitalistic society. Right. The 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 ease of entry to starting a new business, all of those things are very are very broken out. If we're talking about America, it always almost always comes down to race. A lot of it's broken down along racial lines. You know, if we want to talk about uh, generational wealth and all of that. So that's one myth that's come crumbling down. And the second one and is democracy. We don't live in a democracy. I really, I, the sooner people can like, I can, because I'll, I'll shake people in the street if I have to, to re- make them realize you do not live in a democratic country. You do not live in a democracy. You do not live in a democracy. You do not live under capitalism. Like we live in an oligarchy. And then for anyone who doesn't know what that means, I will kind of that's your that's your fun word for today. Um <laughs> word for, for tonight. Day. It's the word of the day. An oligarchy is a form of power structure in which power rests with a small number of people. Small. These people may be distinguished by nobility, wealth, education, corporate, religious, political, or military control. And for us in the US. That's almost exclusively wealth. Always money. Maybe a little bit political, but it's almost exclusively wealth. We don't live in a democracy, guys. I know it sucks. I've and I'm not, I'm not. I'm sure I'm not bursting anyone's bubble. Like we we know this. You're but I think, mine. No, but what it is, I think that the more we the more we kind of disillusion ourselves, and I, that's why I don't. Uh, this is just me talking now. I'm curious what you think. That's why when I hear it's not just Obama, it's just the first person that comes to mind. When I hear about Obama or just all these other politicians talking about, you know, when we try to kind of like deify this country and it's always weird to me. It's like, what are we doing? What are we talking about? All we always talk about justice. When when have we ever had justice in this country? When? When? I think the sooner we get to a point where we stop fucking believing all these lies we've been told about this place, the, the more the more I feel like equipped we'll be to change it. Because I don't think us buying into these myths does us any fucking good. When we talk about equality, when? When when was there when was there ever equality in the United States of America? When? When? Oh, okay. Of course, maybe all these are ideals. I get that. And maybe these are things that we're working to. But I just think we need to let go of these myths that we ever were any of these things because we never were. We never were. There was never at any point in the history of this country where things where there was justice for all, where there was equality for all. Never. Not a single point. At, uh, not a single like even, you know, like they had those those meters, uh, those uh, not meters like at a at a at a comp at a factory. Like we've gone 22 days without an injury. <laughs> like we've never even had a single like a singular one day. In our almost 300 year history, where there was equal justice for all, let go of that shit. Let go of that shit. I know it sucks. I know it's uncomfortable to let go of whatever you thought America is or what it's supposed to be, but do it. 
just do it. And then, and then what? And then we can, because for me, for me, it's, I think that I, I quoted a lot. People probably tired of me quoting at this point. And then you were there. We, we read this, I think it was last year for, in January, was uh, Rebecca Solnit's book, Call Them By Their True Names. Okay. That yep. book has stuck with me in a big way because she she hit the head on the nail. Unless we can call a spade a spade, we're not doing anything. Until we can call shit out for what it is, and, no and and clearly identify the issues and all that that we have. We're not doing nothing. We're not. Mm-hmm. We're spinning. We're spinning in circles. We're 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 you know kind of blowing hot air. We're not doing anything. Sorry, I just had to get that rant out. But what do you think? What do you think? Um, about us living in an oligarchy? What you, what no, you, not about that. But just like I just I I just I get turned off whenever I hear Obama and other politicians like, oh, the moral arc of the of this. <laughs> it's like, what are we what are we talking about? What are we I, what are we talking about? I think, what what is that? I think you were right in in um in stating that they at least for me it always felt like an ideal like oh, a goal okay okay to attain okay not and so it's hard for me even with joe this bill back better it's like nigga be- better for back where what are you what are you talking about what are you, talking about? <laughs> what are you actually talking about trash it is Again, trash i've never heard of it and it sounds trash if you know somebody that worked on a campaign or has nobody <laughs> here i don't i think we have listeners in delaware tell that nigga to get rid of that shit Build we back do have listeners in delaware so please bad. help us yeah. it's very bad. it doesn't really mean anything and oh, i haven't it, even heard of it what is it you know, what is this Build whole back thing? Better is a slogan that that's like his to- platform no, it's, it's like his Make America Great Again. Oh, yeah, that's not. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. It's really bad. It's really bad. Yeah. It's just yeah. Um, Build better back. Okay. Build better back. Build back better. Build back better. Build back better. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, Joe. Right. The <laughs> anyway. Um, so, yeah, I, I think I agree with you. I think that we need to remove the rose colored glasses yeah. of like this beautiful utopia where you know your vote is your vote if that's the case electoral mm. college you got to go yeah another steward from slavery like we if we're getting rid of like see this is my thing if we're getting rid of, of the statues and the mm-hmm. monuments Mm-hmm. If we are trying to remedy the ills of gerrymandering, then mm-hmm. we need to get rid of the electoral college because that the only reason why we did that was because I'm not about to do this history. Well, I guess we could, you know, the Southern States, a lot, copious, copious amounts of black people back in the day, but we didn't really want to make, they, they couldn't vote. And then we didn't want like, we couldn't excuse them from the population because then that would mean that they, the, the Southern states would have less representation. Or just count them as three-fifths of a person. That's do where we that got that from. So you we know. did that. And we're not whole still, people. We're it still wasn't enough. Yeah. It wasn't enough. So, they were like, <laughs> so we're going to give you, uh, what do they call it? Uh, delegate. Essentially it's delegates who, mm-hmm. after you vote for your person, they will decide where 
the, the these arbitrary points that we give each state where we're going to give our actual votes to. So yeah. even with, it's just it like the whole thing just doesn't make any sense. And it comes strictly out of slavery. And so if we're going to get rid of the monuments and we're trying to, you know, remedy the ills of back in the day, then the electoral college, you gotta go. We gotta because talk about that, then right? I feel like we can get a little closer to democracy because my vote really is my vote. I'm not mm-hmm. voting to tell somebody what I want and then they go and do the voting for me, which is essentially yeah. what we do right now. Yeah. Um. So I think that like, and I think if I'm not wrong, towards the end of his tenure, the Obamas and I definitely know that Hillary was like, we could get the fuck, we electoral college, I gotta go. Um, because I think the last- well, we, say, we, we go through the cycle every four years, every four years. The, I, don't we, think, I honestly don't think it's been spoken like after after her three million more votes and still losing the election. No, no, no. You're, are you forgetting about Gore versus Bush no, 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 twenty I'm years saying, ago? But I'm saying like at I even after even after Bush and Gore, I don't uh-huh. think. I mean, and I wasn't paying attention to the news like I am now. Okay. Like eighth grade, uh, seventh, eighth grade. Oh no, I remember that vividly. Oh sure, but yeah. I don't remember the conversation like that like you were saying like the, a lot of these things have been ingrained in us and mm-hmm. so we think that there's no way of us removing it from right. our history yeah. but yeah. it really is a strike of a pen and all of that's this it. that's like, it <laughs> that's so all it is now after watching excuse me a number of quote-unquote democratic elections where the person who got most of the votes still lost, mm-hmm. we realize this needs no something serious needs to be done about mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. Um, and then how like our elections are really weighed on three or four states. The yeah, fuck? they're really all really and truly. Yeah, so it's all the okay, states. Wisconsin, Ohio, Michigan. I'm sure you're lovely, but huh? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's it. We yeah. into yeah. We're not doing that. So, <laughs> I, think, I think that when people talk about these things, I definitely do think that they're thinking about it more idealistically and like things that we hope to attain. Um, and I'm not, I think understanding um, that the structure that we think that we have in place now isn't what we're actually living in. I agree that we do need to call things by their name. And I do think that we need to stop Um. I don't want to call it propaganda, but like you can't. Oh, it is though. You it can't is. Say, that's you, no, no. It is. That's the propaganda of America: is freedom and liberty and democracy and equality. That's the that's the that's the shit we sell globally. That's what we sell everyone. You can't say that and then say that <laughs> we're we're fighting against those things in other countries while yeah. all of our politicians are paid for by PACs yes. and special interest groups and yes. lobbyists. And there are actual lobbyists writing our bills that our congressmen don't even fucking read. But because, you know, Big Pharma gave me all this money i'm gonna mm-hmm. pass the legislation. Mm-hmm. like all of that we cannot say that we are we're the arbiters of what is right and just in the world oh, please don't let it be us it's <laughs> fucked it's yeah, so, so fucked. that's why <laughs> the, the one where i always laugh is like is when especially when we start talking about human rights america <laughs> loves to talk about how all these other countries are just have terrible human rights <laughs> records and i love i love that other countries have started to call us out on our shit now especially but that's china because, 
That's because especially China. They're like, yeah, they're like, and then don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to say what China's doing with the the the, the, the Uyghurs. The Uyghurs oh. is is terrible. Yeah, it's horrible. it's it's an atrocity, absolutely. But it's just we don't have any moral ground, high ground to stand on. Maybe we used to have a a little bit, a little like we had a couple of toes on like a little <laughs> hill. We that's long gone. Very small toes. Yeah, like, very small. Yeah, like your like pinky toe. Yeah, just yeah. grasp it. We don't have any grounds to be telling countries about human rights when black men and women get shot down in the street every week in this At country. This point, we I can't. Even, I don't. I can't keep up. I don't even know. I just heard about the the young man in, in Rochester, New York. Mm-hmm. Yeah, was murdered in March. Mm-hmm. We are in September. Mm-hmm. Why are we just now getting, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's just so much shit that is hidden from us intentionally trying to kind of cloud, um, cloud our, our eyes from what is actually happening in this country so that we can seem like, you know, this great nation. And I don't yeah. I mean, like, uh, sure, whatever. But it's like, no. There, a lot of these things need to be eradicated. They need to be fixed. They need to be changed. I don't know. And I agree with you. Sometimes it's really hard. Even somebody who believes in democracy. And I even have a very kind of, it's hard for me to kind of give up on what I know. Um, oh, and I'm not, I'm not asking folks to give up. I'm not I'm not trying to be defeatist and like oh, just throw your hands up. Like, but that's what I'm saying to me. When even when listening to you before, it's like okay, so we know what this is now. Mm-hmm. Now what? Like, what are we? What am I supposed to do with the fact that okay, yes, we live in an oligarchy and our country is corrupt as fuck and we don't have any moral fortitude and I think what we have to do was a lie. So what do I do with that now? What you got to do with that is, is, is hold, hold, hold the U S like hold our feet to the fire. We we can't. if, If what you're saying is true, how do I do that? And I think, I think the first step, I don't have all the answers, mind you, sure. but I think the very first step, a good starting point is for me, at least for me, is to let go of all that shit that you've come to believe about what we are. And because I think, uh, I, in my opinion, I think letting go of that frees up the space for you to envision something different. Because what what we have now is not working for the mo- for the majority of us, especially if we want to bring the conversation back to capitalism. Mm-hmm. What The way things are presently constructed obviously is not working for the majority of us. Sure. So we have to let go of the quote-unquote American dream. The American dream is dead. Let go of it. Stop talking about it. Let's start envisioning something different. You know, let's think about a different um, reality. Let's dream and think about things. Let's, just envi- let's think bigger and envision things outside of the construct of what we've come to know up to this point. Because what we've come to know up to this point is not something that's serving us at all at all which is why i just think we just need to let go of a lot of those kind of you know the ethos of this country which has been fucked from the start you know what i mean sure i and i hear i'm here to you know strip away all of the bullshit i'm here to let go of this quote-unquote american dream i just don't know how does that okay so i've done that 
and I mean, I guess this needs to be a collective. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. It's gonna take all of us collectively. But then, and then what? Like that's to me. That's kind of that's where that's where it is for me. Like unless and I my I have this conversation with mom all the time where I rag on this country and she's like, okay, let's go to Ghana, and I'm like, you know what? I'm good. You know, so it's like if we <laughs> either I don't and I don't I hate the idea that like the only way that I'm going to hopefully live in a country that I think um that I think will serve me more does that mean that I have to leave America? Yeah, and I was watching a lot of videos. Um, I know, I know what kind of we went on a little tangent here, but that's okay. I I, I watched a few videos last week about black expats okay. who were talking about that and how that is uh that is something that you have to kind of wrangle with is the feeling of do I do I stay here and struggle mm-hmm. or do I go elsewhere and thrive? Or just, or even maybe, or not even necessarily thrive. Do I just go somewhere? Do I go somewhere else and now just have the freedom to just be? Forget thrive. Yeah. Forget you know. Do I have the freedom to go somewhere else and just exist, Mm -hmm. just to to shed and let go of all the weight that comes with occupying a black body in this country? You know what I mean? You know there's no credit scores in other countries. Say that again. Oh yeah, yeah, I've been through that. I had no idea. I learned that this week. I'm like you thought that was a global thing. You thought we had credit scores I mean, in Kenya, are, or credit scores are, in. Apparently, there are fifteen other countries that you. Oh no, are... there are. Yeah, yeah, but, but no, that's not a. That's not an a, everywhere on a, thing. On a on a like global stage. Yeah, that's nah, not a... nah, not at all, not at all. If you have capital, you're good. Yeah, yeah. No, I just I, and these are these are good questions that you're bringing up. And and again, like I said earlier, I'm I'm by no means uh trying to even pretend that I have all the answers. I think what I've always wanted, what I'd ever what I'd um all I'd ever want from people is to think critically. I'm always the type of person who likes to question things. Sure um and mm-hmm. I would just encourage people to do the same. It's mm-hmm. just find think, you know, just Try and think of ways that you can um, broaden your horizons of what you think is possible for you, whether that's possible for you here in the U.S., whether that's you living somewhere else, because I think that's a part of the problem, too. I think when when we when we all kind of drink that Kool-Aid is we don't envision other possibilities. We don't even entertain the idea of a life outside the U.S., because as far as we know, the, the all the propaganda we've been fed, America's the best. America's number one. America, America, America. Go USA. Go USA. Meanwhile, our quality of life, as good as you think it is, is if we're talking about other Western d- d- democracies, it's really not that high. It's it's really not that high. Other, other um, I don't. What do we developed? I hate that word. Yeah. Yeah. In other developed countries, we're at the bottom of every list. Yeah. Right if we want to talk about healthcare, if we want to talk about education, yeah, across the board, we're at the bottom. Everywhere. Yes. So, yes. Yes. Whatever we're doing is not working. It ain't working. We're like the least happiest country on yeah. the planet. It's just it really once you start kind of opening this little Pandora box about like how do people really feel about America or like what what is a world how does how do we stand up against do, yes yes other countries yes 
that that shit will kind of really open your eyes. <laughs> like, hey, maybe should... down in Costa Rica, man. I've, I've been doing my research. You know, that's where you're trying to go? I'm plotting. I'm plotting. So I, all I know is I want out. Where okay. that ends up being, the jury's still out. But well, we talked about having a conversation about that because I have quite a few friends who have left. Yeah, because uh, if I'm still here in ten years, I I failed. No, really and truly. No, 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 really no, magical no. happens, and then you, then your your life is flourishing. No, that's cool. But I, I, I and I, I'm not trying to say that I'm, I'm what if and when I leave this country, I'm never setting foot back. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying I, my goal, my main goal now is. I really would love to position myself to within the next five to 10 years at the most have found a way to move my, the, the, my, my day to day, my, the, you know, my life elsewhere. Mm-hmm. And maybe the U S is just somewhere to come back to conduct business or to visit friends and family. But I absolutely have no visions or hopes of living out the rest of my life in this country. Interesting. Not at all. Not, okay. But again, that's a whole other episode. But yeah, no, I think yeah, we were gonna have I want out. I want yeah. I've been wanted out, but I think I think this year, especially yeah. everything that's transpired this year was just another mind like, nah, bro, I'm not I'm not living out the rest of my good years here. No way, no way, Jose. Absolutely not. <laughs> There's no way. There's no way. There's no way. Okay, cool. Just take me where wherever you go. Just I me. got you. I got I mean, you. I don't know. I you know where I want to be, but where I is need that? To figure out. Well, I told you I've been trying to move to Paris for like the last. Oh, Paris. Year. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. But like, even that feels not impossible. It doesn't. It doesn't. But I think about all that. Like, like I, I, I kind of just wrapped my head around leaving New York. Yeah. Okay. 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 You know That's not for you because this is home base for you. Right. And you, you went to college. You haven't really ever ventured out. I have never left anywhere beyond these five um, boroughs. Yeah. yeah. So the fact that I've wrapped my head around leaving New York, I feel like I'm like maybe two to three years and I'm going to get the mm-hmm. fuck out of here too. Mm-hmm. But like, and that's the thing too. It's like, I really like what I'm doing right now. I like my little setup, mm-hmm. um, but that could change. Or maybe I move ahead and I have more flexibility in where I live and y'all mm-hmm. just have to deal with it. Cause I'm the best like mm-hmm. that. That's where I'm trying to be where at, at even in my current, at my current organization where they're just like, you know what, if you, if that's what you need, then we'll respect it. But we still, yes. we want you to continue to work here. Yes. That's, that's always the best position to be lay, lay my shit out. Absolutely. Yeah, if I could get the fuck out of this country, my nigga, I'm out. Yeah. 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 Cause, cause I think what it is uh, kind of just to wrap up that thought, cause I, I really would love to do a full episode on this at some point. And it'd be great to bring on, uh, a few black expats who have made that leap and, mm-hmm. and kind of get their insight and their perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I think what it is, and, and, and this is not this conversation. It, it, it's equally reaffirming and also disappointing that mm. the conversation we're having now is not a new one. Mm-hmm. Lots of lots generations before us have had the same conversation, yeah. you know, J- James Baldwin, Nina Simone, you know, very, talented artists and creatives who got to that point they were like nah i I don't want i can't live here i have to go somewhere else and how and how for a lot of them how expansive that was for forget their careers just for them as people like just for them as people and feel free yes you feel like you can have a a fruitful existence yes what you do yes your job and i think you had said this 
um I don't know if it was on the podcast or we just in conversation about mm. like, even the way that like you get to know people now. You don't ask them like what they do because, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but I feel like you know that that like even in the outside of dating, when you're meeting new people, that's probably like the first or second question that you ask yes. outside of yes. like what's your name yes. because so much of our identity is tied to what we do every day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and not to say that like you know maybe you found your purpose. Or, you know, and it and it happens to be what your career is. That is, that's great. But your job is not who you are. No. You know what I'm saying? And so or I just. It, it shouldn't be, at least in my opinion. You right. Know? Yeah, right. Yeah. And so I think that like kind of removing even personally, you know, there are a lot of these structures that it's going to take a lot of time for us to, for us to dismantle. And mm-hmm. I don't, I don't ever want to give up the idea that we don't have the power to do that. Um, and, and I think in respect to, you know, the, the election and just kind of everything that people are realizing now that when people have the kind of conversation that you were having yesterday, uh, a few seconds ago, even about calling things by their true names, it feels very defeatist to me so i don't like to live there like i don't what what feels defeatist well you know like okay well this is not really a democracy and uh, uh all of, all of that kind of stuff like it mm-hmm. kind of makes me feel like um then like what's the point like if if we're gonna if we're gonna do all of that then like you're you're also telling me that i don't have anything i don't have any control in hopefully helping to change that and that's not somewhere that i ever want to be and i know no, that- and i get that and i get but and i also want to make it clear that that's that as pessimistic as my views might be sometimes there is a small tiny little you know couple of atoms that are optimistic within me and no obviously nothing nothing changes overnight absolutely not and And, and, it's gonna be a lot and it's 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 gonna be really hard especially with the the factors that be now exactly they are even more difficult so i'm not not naive in that sense at all but i I cannot like i i also we've seen it we've seen changes okay well this is what there's there's an elephant in the room that that we did we haven't brought up that looms over all of this what's that is it comes white supremacy because oh. if, we're, if we're talking about if we're talking especially about capitalism, we didn't we didn't bring that up that angle of it just yet. And I think for me, this this space that we've been in since you know Breonna Taylor, Ahmaud Arbery, you know um, George Floyd, Jacob Blake. You know, fortunately, we, he's still here with us to tell the story. Um, you know, all, the, all all of the all of that that's happening this year, and 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 the amount of learning that that has forced mostly white people to do because mm-hmm. i remember i remember because when, when was george Floyd? that was memorial day mm-hmm. i mm-hmm. feel like that was kind of like the catalyst that really got things going yeah i think what blew my fucking mind because I, I i i have you know obviously i have white friends mm-hmm. um in right. in real life and on the socials Sorry. what really like made my head explode was that uh, they weren't they weren't even privy or like aware about some of this stuff and i was like wait I what 
I that is something. Yeah, that and I was like, wait. Nor am what? I going to with people who have the nerve to tell me that they didn't know. I that's <laughs> then you, where do you live? You don't live no, in America. No, I hear you, but that's uh, that just goes to show you how disconnected and how disparate some you know we all occupy the same country but we're not living the same lives here whether we're break whether we're breaking that down by race whether we're breaking that down by income or by you know by by money um that that just really i was like oh shit like you were telling me that these these are sincere people you trust these people you know them personally you really no that no that but also no that but also just look at all of the look at all of the the stuff that you saw on social media all of the you know the i don't i don't know the exact name of the accounts but the council were basically just trying to inform people about like oh this is what happened in tulsa or this is what happened in you know this is what redlining is stuff like that a lot of these white folk don't know that and i know it's crazy to think about for you and i because obviously we know that through and through inside out you know Mm. could probably write a paper on it right now from scratch yeah but but yeah that's just the reality is that a lot of them uh, uh, this was really their first waking up moment to a lot of this shit and hey i'd rather have you late than never you know what i mean that's kind of how i view that but but I think what it is for me, and 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 just to kind of get back to the point about white supremacy, and and I had to remind myself last week, and we this kind of how we started the podcast this season was um, that Toni Morrison interview with okay. with Pete Rose, where she 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 so eloquently you know um, said this is not my fight, this mm. is not my fight, this the, I wasn't put here on this earth. To fucking to spend all of my energy and all of my all of my power and all of my creativity to figure out something that uh, that I didn't even create. You know what I mean? Think about that. I don't want I don't want the next forty. You know, I'm thirty two. I'm, I'm, if I'm lucky, might have another fifty to sixty in me. Mm-hmm. I don't want the 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 bulk of the, those years to be spent fighting systems and structures that I you know that I had no business in creating that have been that have been set up to to kind of you know keep me down I I don't know I'm just speaking for myself I have zero interest in doing that I'm, that that's not that's I I hope that's not the only reason that I was put on this earth I hope that there's more than that you know what I'm saying so I think I I think we have to remind ourselves that and and this is kind of it's it's getting into kind of what uh, another part of what we wanted this um, week's podcast to be about is just we have to also think as much as as what you're saying is true. We have to be committed to the fight. We have to be committed to the struggle. We have to be committed to hopefully finding uh, ways outside of, of where we are now. But at the same time, I don't want that to be all that I'm out here doing is fucking fighting the good fight and fighting the systems and that's just fucking exhausting i feel exhausted and if i'm exhausted now at 32 how am i gonna feel at 42 or Mm -hmm. 52 or 62 this is the kind of stuff i'm thinking about now and it's is the kind of stuff that we all have to be thinking about because we're getting to that a lot of us you know us millennials were in maybe our late 20s or early or early to mid 30s um we have to start thinking about that. We're, we're getting older. We don't. We don't have all that time that we maybe had at at fifteen or eighteen or at twenty. You got to start thinking about this kind of shit. You have to start asking yourself these questions. What kind of life do I want to live? Right. 
What do I want my life to be? You know, we, you have to think about that. And mm -hmm. for me, after the, just the little bit that I've, I've spent doing that, I know for sure that I don't want my life to be marked by just fighting, fighting all the time, fighting this, fighting that. I No, no, no. Nothing about that appeals to me. Nothing about that appeals to me. I... Nothing about that feels noble to me. Nothing about that feels, you know what I mean? Because a lot of times we, we kind of try to make it seem like this, like it's a like it's a virtue in a way for us as black folk is struggle. No, I I I refuse that. I I don't want that on my spirit. You, does that make sense? I agree. I agree. I think. I mean, for me, there is a sense of responsibility that I I know that I cannot remove from my person, and and I don't I don't even like calling it the struggle, but just the fight for black liberation is very important to me. And I don't, that's not something that I'm ever going to not participate in now, how much of an investment, how, what that looks like for me. Yeah, personally. That's the question. It's that second I'm, part. I, I, I mean, I, when I see Tamika, um, in where, what's the, the city? Is it, is it Louisville, Knoxville? Where they kill Brianna? Um, that was, Oh wow! See, it's only because it's late. I'm pretty sure that was in Louisville, but I will Google it because I don't want to be. Um, but like I see her protesting, making those trips. Um, yes, it was. It was Louisville. Yeah, in, it's in just, Kentucky. It's just like, like I I pray for her or for her safety, but I also I hope that she's finding time to rest. I hope she's finding time for mm -hmm. joy. I hope she's mm -hmm. finding time to like be with her family I, I hope she's getting dicked down i hope like i <laughs> like i hope that like outside of her just beautiful beautiful fight for the justice that we all deserve that she's also fit like having a fulfilled life and being silly with people that you know, care about her and, you know, that she gets to listen to versus battle, like just like little mundane things that bring us joy. I hope that like seeing people who are like putting their bodies and their lives on the lines to fight for us, I hope that they're still able to get that. And I think for me, I agree with them, you. but also you, I hope no, you no, are no. getting I, to do no, that too. No, no. Like I think that there was a, a, a small part of me th that felt a huge responsibility for my community, for for civic engagement, for you know, making sure that I'm educating and sharing that information. Like it was, it was from a, a task on my spirit, and I, I honestly, I have kind of. I've decided now that that work looks very. It's going to look very different for me because I cannot let it consume you. Yes, mm -hmm. I can't let it kind of which it easily can do very easily. And because then it's you feel like if you're not doing you feel like if you're even taking a second to sit on the sidelines or catch your breath, you feel like you're you're letting your people down. I yeah. How could I? What am I going to tell my children and my grandchildren when they asked me when all this shit was happening? What was you doing? Like you know, like and I mean, maybe people don't think about that, but that is something that is very fresh in my mind. Like oh, and that's that's think, for a lot of people. I think. But I think your your participation, whether you're you're black, white, Latinx, Asian, however, 
whatever you prescribe to your participation in liber- like the liberation of all of our people it it everybody's role is very different we all can't yeah, do yeah. we all can't be on the front line we all can't be in the back office we like everybody has their part Absolutely. and i i just decided with everything that's going on now i'm going to i'm going to these are the things that i know that i'm always going to do to support Mm-hmm. What that looks like to somebody else, that's gonna be I different for everybody. I can't, I can't, I don't, I'm, I'm not in control of that, but yeah. I know that this is what I can do, this is how I'm gonna do the work, and I can go to sleep knowing that I am supporting the larger community, and 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 that's what works for me. Um, and so I agree with you because I, I, I agree with you that like it is like you're saying, it is very easy for us to get fully consumed with this work it's just as easy as it is for us to be fully consumed with our nine to fives or our five to nines or you know all of that kind of stuff where we lose sight on joy of Mm -hmm. laughter Mm -hmm. of and for a long time um i felt like i wasn't living Mm -hmm. that i was existing in this body in this world doing things but not fully living this experience yeah that's real i think maybe i was like 28 Mm -hmm. 29 where it was like what the like this what 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 life i was waiting so much for when i get this job Mm -hmm. when i get this boyfriend when Mm -hmm. i lose this weight when I, when I, when I, when I, that's a message of capitalism right there too. So yeah. is the next thing. It's when yeah. I get this one, when I get the next shiny toy or when yeah. I get the bigger and house. Like, I can continue to do that and wait my entire life for things that may never happen before I experience anything. Or I can decide that I deserve to experience those things right now. Yep. If I can afford it. And I know that we're talking, that kind of brings us back to money, but if I can afford it, A, with taking the time and then like actually like fiscally afford it, like monetarily, can I afford it? Then I deserve it. Mm -hmm. And I think for me, there are a number of things that I tell myself that I don't deserve because I've never had it. Mm -hmm. And I, and like, and now when I'm in a space that maybe I can afford it or like, um, or I, you know, like I, I decide that I want to splurge on this thing. There's still kind of a guilt that's associated. Yeah, with that. yeah, yeah, so yeah. I haven't gotten to a place where I even feel comfortable enjoying the fruits of my labor, mm-hmm. and I feel like that's capitalism and it's up. Like they, they want you to kind of keep your head down and just keep working, and it's like no. Yeah. There, there. I mean, this year has really kind of stolen a lot of that from us, and not, not, not. And I hate when people say twenty twenty is gone, like it's dead. It's not because there have been a lot of beautiful and amazing things that have happened to me, and I think happened to quite a few of us during this time. And we should honor and and rejoice in that because people have not been like there are people who are never going to see twenty twenty one, and so every month that we get you know, we get to see is something to be celebrated. Like I raise, like, I can't wait till 2021. Let's, let's finish 2020. Like, let's go through the next four months. That's what makes you think that any of the shit we're not dealing with right now is not going to be <laughs> right there. Like 2021, yeah. The calendar turning does not make all of the shit we're dealing with right now go away. Absolutely. racism still here. White supremacy, still here. Capitalism, still here. But I think 
Um, even knowing all of that, it is so important that like you do not allow yourself to be so consumed with the exterior world. Like everything that is outside of us. Um, oh, cool. Listen to Donna. Donna yeah. is spitting. How many therapy sessions in are you? Is this, is this is this Nana having been to a few sessions of therapy? This is me and the Lord. We wow. Okay, you and the Lord. Okay, I'll take it. But no, truly, like I think it's Keep just. On spitting. Keep on it's, spitting. It's just, it's like, it's really, really easy. And I and I'm only sharing this because I'm finally having these re revelations mm -hmm. where you can you're so tied to the things and to mm -hmm. what people think and yep. what people say and and how you're gonna pe be perceived and I've and I personally I've lived majority of my life in that space and mm -hmm. it is exhausting and it is miserable and there's no fun things that happen there nope. none. Nope. None. Um, and so I think for me, it's just come to a point now where I've decided that y'all are, that's not important. I'm important. Yes. What I yes. need is important. Yes. The space that I need is important. Going on this trip is important. Mm -hmm. You know what your I'm saying? Health, your wellness, all your comfort. All yeah, all, all of it. And if that makes you feel a way, then fuck you because basically people love me, <laughs> make me feel bad yeah. for taking this time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's not, and you don't say it in like a, a gregarious way or like, fuck y'all. I'm not, I don't need anybody. It's all about me. No, because I don't, I don't live my life like that, but I definitely need to prioritize me. And mm -hmm. that is, especially as a black woman, that is incredibly hard to do. Mm -hmm. But I think the only way that we kind of reach salvation liberation personally is if if you do that yeah actually oh i'm so happy you just said that Nana. like i said you you you're, you're out here spitting today i appreciate you because 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 just like you're saying we're so we're so we're so engrossed in the external and, and and in a lot of ways as we should be because there's a lot of shit out here that's fucked up that we're trying to change and i get it but just like you just said that the last part we're so focused on the, the okay, the liberation of our people. Yes, mm -hmm. that's our goal. Mm -hmm. But how about your your own liberation? Like Love. you just said, are Love. you are you thinking about that? You, you have to. You have to give that shit some thought. You can't pour from an empty cup. How can no. I? How can I want freedom for my people if I'm not free. If, I'm, if I'm putting and you put barriers on your own damn self. Mm -hmm. You allow you allow exterior factors to limit you. How are you gonna fight for liberation for somebody else? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And 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 everything we're saying that we've been talking about the last couple of minutes is is reminding me of like another kind of discussion that kind of like really irks me, and that's this kind of I don't want to say trope for lack of a better word of just like black capitalism, meaning okay. like like the way out for us as black folk is we just need to you know, own five businesses and all be wealthy. And that's our way out from <laughs> systemic racism and white supremacy. Like we just need to, we just need to get it. We need to be Jay-Z. We need to be Killer Mike. We need to be, you know, Nipsey, RIP. Like that uh, for a lot of, uh, for a lot of black folk. And I, and I, and I hear rumblings of this all the time, especially on Twitter. Twitter calls it, L there's a whole week. We actually make fun of these folk. We call them LLC Twitter. 
okay. is that brand of black folk who feel like the only way out of all the things we've been talking about, the really the way for us to be free is to secure wealth. And I'm just curious what your thoughts are about that. Have you heard of that sentiment? Um, I mean, I don't know nothing about LLC Twitter because she. Yeah, okay, but, okay. But I, I definitely know the the concept of is this like buying back the block kind of situation? Yeah, like that's that all we got to do is just get some money and we'll be good. Like that's right. basically the idea when it comes to black capitalism. Right, right. No. <laughs> here i was waiting for just a profound you know dissertation i, just, you said it I love it was out here making buku bucks and was miserable like what does that ha- how does that how does that fix any of the <laughs> are we are we then gonna buy like we're gonna have all of these businesses secure all this wealth and do what with it I don't know if that's stopping cops from killing us. I don't like what are we like what are we gonna do? Yeah. LLC yeah. Twitter once we get all this money. And yeah. then and this kind of goes back to what we were talking about before. Where you know you're when you were kind of saying, okay, yes, I will if I accure if I acute if I procure all this money and I'm able to have the flexibility or the privilege of time now because I, you know, I'm this very wealthy person and I can have, I have, I, you know, I have all of this, um, all of these other people that I can now hire Mm -hmm. to take care Mm -hmm. of the mundane things of my life so I can focus on the bigger picture, right? Let's say, hopefully that's, that's what happens. Mm -hmm. How? (laughs) Like truly, how, how do you do that? We have the Diddy's of the world. We have the Jay Z's. We fuck it. Uh, We're talking about like five people. Uh, We're talking about like literally five people. No, no, but I'm saying we have those people, and what and what is still happening every yeah. Day. No, exactly. Yeah, what has that done for us? And so I'm not. I'm not. I'm never gonna tell black people to not get that money. I'm never gonna tell. Like if this is something that you really care about, you love it. This brings you you know, fulfillment, purpose, joy. You're trying to build a legacy for your family. Sure. If this is just a money grab kind of situation, I don't really know about that, but like do your thing. But how does that help us as a community? What are y'all doing with all of this money supporting the fight? Yeah. Yeah. And how, how, like you're saying, we have, even if it's 10 people, Mm -hmm. I mean, we have, we have plenty of black people who are very, very wealthy, and yet we still have to deal with the systems of oppression of this country. So LLC Twitter, make it make sense. How? (laughs) How is all of your fortunes helping to liberate us outside of now I can buy all of the silly things that I thought were are important? Yeah, yeah. No, and I came across a really good article that that dived into all of that. And... um, and pretty much the byline, the, well, let me start from the top. The article is called Black Capitalism Won't Save Us. And this is from a publication called The Nation. And okay. the byline um, this is... This is some ass shit. What's, what's going on here? Say that again? Is this whole tappy? No, on? not at all. Actually, I would, I would, if you haven't heard of them before, check them out. Um, yeah, they, they, they pretty much center their... The angle of this publication is centered on... Um, it has a black bend. 
Okay. But it's centered on black issues and finding ways for us to kind of work out of them. You know what? I'm doing a terrible job of describing it. I read the no, no. Give me a second. I read the masthead earlier. Um, it's just because I've I've heard of this publication before, but it's oh. just been it's been a while uh, okay. since I've like jumped into it. Um, so basically, so it says about the nation: the principled, progressive, the nation speaks truth to power to build a more just society, okay. home to tenacious muckraking, provocative commentary. That's a strong word, muckrack. I've heard that in a while, and spirited debate about politics and culture. The nation empowers readers to fight for justice and equality for all by providing a deeper understanding of the world as it is and as it could be. Look at that. Okay. I love I love okay. these people. We drop bold ideas into the conversation and ignite debates far beyond our pages. So that's that's the nation. See, I couldn't have just I could not have said all that. I was trying to, <laughs> and it just it just wasn't happening. But um I was saying I love the the byline that they had on the piece. Um, as soon as I can find that window, would you go? Would you go? <laughs> come back, come. Yes. Sorry, I was on the struggle bus there, but I found <laughs> uh, basically. So the title of the article is uh, "Black Capitalism Won't Save Us," and the byline I really like says, "Celebrities like Killer Mike and Jay Z equate black ownership with liberation, but you can't end racial inequality with consumerism." Sure. So that's basically yeah. that's you know. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> um, and uh, the uh, in one of the earlier paragraphs, it says entrepreneurship and consumerism can only do so much because the reasons black neighborhoods are troubled, mass eviction, mass incarceration, double digit unemployment, redlining can hardly be blamed on the dearth of black ownership. Mm. Changing them will require political and artistic narratives that extend far beyond the scope of black commerce. Um, and this was written by Aaron Ross Coleman. Um, and I think uh, he said it. Yeah, that, that, that's it. Like, I mean, it's going to take more. Uh, and that's the thing. And, and I love Killer Mike. Don't, I love him. I really do. I enjoy him as a person. I think he I think he's very well intentioned. I also think he's very well informed. Yes. And not a lot of people can say those two things. But I think. Because, you know, he always loves, and this is something here all the time, you know, the black dollar only goes, mm -hmm. you know. I think and they always they, six turns around. Yeah, and then they love to compare it to the the, the Jewish communities or mm -hmm. the Chinese community and how it stays mm -hmm. in there. Cool, I get it. But I think what's always absent from this conversation of black capitalism is the constructs and systems in which we find ourselves living under. Right. Now, if this if we were talking about in a vacuum, and we could just isolate ourselves and build right. our own. So right. I'm I'm here for that. Buy black. Oh, okay. I'm here yeah. for that. Absolutely. Yeah. But even even Killer Mike found that out himself when he tried to do that. I don't know if you oh, watched the show. Yeah. Even yeah. he when he tried to go, I forget if it was like a week or a month of only buying black. I think it was a and week. that shit was hard. Mm -hmm. It was not as easy as I think even he thought it was going to be. Yeah. Um, and the reason why that is, and now I'm I'm quoting again from from Aaron Ross Coleman is in America at every stage of the business life cycle, the economy beats black businesses like a pinata. Mm, mm. Battered by higher insurance prices, mm. hammered by stingy investors, pummeled by exclusive supply chains, assaulted by recessions, thrashed by exclusionary regulators, pounded by an inter intergenerational wealth gap, a hobbled community of marginal black work entrepreneurs must compete 
with American monopolies and oligopolies like Amazon and Walmart, who are flush with cash and bolstered by lobbyists. Mm. The upshot is predictable. Because they are so wounded by the financial pressures that discrimination exerts, Black businesses often can only offer can only offer only fewer locations, higher prices, and fewer choices. Killer Mike's consumerism flounders under the racialized reality that Black communities have been pushed down for far too long to pull themselves up by the bootstraps. Mm. And that's what all of this has always sounded like for me. I don't know how it, how it comes off for you, but the whole Black capitalism for me, is, it, it just it just reeks of pull yourself up by the bootstraps. And anytime folks, whether it's Black folks or white folks, anyone, whoever is saying that, I always, I, I, I can never really take that at face value because again it completely either discounts or completely negates the fact that there's a lot of other factors at at play that determine a lot of shit when it comes to your life unfortunately especially in the u.s yeah and so so to try and simplify it as just again you know doubling down on capitalism and just like oh all we really need to do is just really you know that's not it that's not it yeah yeah i'm curious what your thoughts are because i don't want to i don't want to steal the mic the whole time here yeah no um so i'm all here for and i don't think that you're saying this but i'm all here for buying black i'm all here for substituting um where you can black owned businesses over you know larger corporations and i think that's been a really beautiful kind of um something that's come out of a lot of the the current movement is just supporting the community more. I think that that's really great. And then also learning that there are a lot of black people doing amazing things that maybe you just weren't aware of because it's easier to shop, you know, in the big box stores, as opposed to like maybe doing your research for a smaller local chain um, that's black owned. Um, So I'm, I'm, I don't think that you're saying that you don't want people to support black businesses, but I do, I do love that notion. I think I do agree with you though, that it's very easy to say, you know, and I, I know Killer Mike has a number of barbershops and, um, I think maybe a restaurant in Atlanta. Like, I think it's very... Yeah, he's, he's got a few things going. It's really easy for you, somebody who, again, is wealthy or rich. I don't I don't know what his pockets look like. To, you know, um, to say, just start your own business. It ain't that simple. I don't... <laughs> like, I've been debating, and maybe I shouldn't say this because the tax man is going to come get me. But like, <laughs> yeah, I've been, now. no, but like licensing my company, starting my LLC, like mm-hmm. I've been, that is something that should be very, you would hope be very easy to do is incredibly difficult. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's hard to decide what, what type of corporation setup is best for you, what state to do it in, depending on, you know, the tax structure of that, like all of those kinds. And if you don't know any of that if you don't have entrepreneurs in your family if you don't have friends who are entrepreneurs who have who have like legitimate businesses and all that kind of stuff it's very hard to kind of figure that stuff out oh absolutely outside of and that that even that we're not even talking about paying for shit yet it's just having the knowledge yeah Um, i know financial literacy is a is a huge 
thing. Right, and, a, and, a huge crutch, especially for the black community. For sure. And that part is why I am very much supportive of Killer Mike and, and folks like him. Um, and this and, and Nipsey was really committed to doing this work as well sharing while he was alive. Yeah, is sharing yep. the information and, and empowering folks with with financial literacy, because that absolutely is a thing. And I'm mm-hmm. I'm not trying to equate those two because I agree with you. There I feel like we do need more of that, especially in our community and letting folks know some some you know whether it's grants or funds that maybe they don't know about that they mm-hmm. might have access to mm-hmm. i'm mm-hmm. here for all of that just though the just the the place where you lose me is is now attaching hopes of again going back to liberation attaching any hopes we have of our liberation so directly tied to capitalism because Which, we already yeah. know that capitalism is not something that's sustainable something that's healthy for whether we're talking about us as individuals or the environment you know like that's yeah that's where you lose me once you once you start putting your your monopoly hat on that's where you lost me yeah and i agree with you i i think you know we're always so offended when we hear white america tell us to pull ourselves by, uh, by our bootstraps but this is i think this whole thing of be a boss don't work for the man, you know, be an entrepreneur, blah, blah, blah. Like that reeks of pull yourself up by your boots. Yeah, absolutely. And I think there's nothing wrong with clocking in. There's nothing wrong no. with working for an no. organization, you know, company, any of that shit. No, not at and all. And if you have personal passions that like, that's another thing too, that I feel like has definitely changed and I, I don't know if this is because of the age of social media, but like people don't have hobbies anymore. Everything that you like to do personally has to turn into a hustle, has to turn into a, a yeah, side yeah, business, has like to turn that. into, you know, you can't just enjoy doing this thing. And I mean, I think that there it's great if you can find a way to make money off of something that you love. But honestly like it is really hard to continue to enjoy something if it's so like you're the joy that you not the joy but like the sole reason why you're doing it now is because of money yeah like there's no way that you can consider like you can't consider that a hobby anymore you can't consider that something that makes you happy if it's it's become one of your primary streams of income. Now, my mm-hmm. granny always told me to have multiple streams. So again, yes. I'm never going to tell somebody not to no. come into that bag. No, no, no. But yeah. I do think that it is a little disingenuous to think that just because you are a wealthy person, now that means that you're free from all of the ills of America. Nope. <laughs> we all know that that's not true. Yeah, yeah. And it's that, it's even it's yeah. funny that people say that because the killer mics and especially the Jay-Z's of the world love to talk about police brutality and the disenfranchisement of our um of our criminal justice system and how it like, you know, impacts the black community even more. And so it's like you think that it's only poor black people that are getting arrested or like who are having to deal with you know discrimination you think that it's only like you don't you talk i'm sure you feel like the need to talk to your kids about you know how to engage with police and what to do when you're stopped and all those kind of things you don't Mm -hmm. so then you're so then you don't even believe what you're saying because i Mm -hmm. i know that i've heard of art on you know of of interviews that jay-z's children are too young but um killer mike talking about you know having to tell his daughters about you know how to deal with police and he comes from a family of police so it's like you can't 
you can't believe what you're selling if yeah. you're still aware of like how we're still you know disenfranchised by this country and, and how we still have to navigate through this country yeah and as, in a very particular way as opposed yes. to the rest yes. of, of society yes. so yes. your money has nothing to do with ridding us of the burden of being black like mm -hmm. i don't how that does, you don't like no it does it it doesn't even make any sense what we need and i think i think this is just the what i usually counter because I've had conversations like this with with friends who very much are kind of have sipped that Kool-Aid, if you will, of like, oh, yeah, I just need to hustle and make my money and then, you know, pass it on to. And and I, I'm, I'm not trying to disparage anyone who thinks that way, but I think what I always try to remind them and, and, and we we hit on it is that if we really want to see our people liberated, whether that's economically, whether that's socially what we need is structural change. Mm -hmm. So what we should be investing in is in things that allow us to get to that structural change. So now, so now if Mr. Black Capitalist, Diddy, Jay-Z, Killer Mike, you know, all of y'all. So now if, if the conversation you want to have now is talking about how we need to all be taking five to 10% of our checks and investing in initiatives that are, that are, um, making sure people have access to the ballot. Now I'm mm -hmm. listening. Mm -hmm. Or if we're talking about, you know, we're going to uh, set up um, mutual aid funds that allow people to have access to to money to start up their businesses so they don't have to rely on the big banks. Boom, you got me on board. I'm Talk listening. About it. Talk about so it. what? that's what I'm trying to say. We, we I'm here with y'all, but let's just make sure that we're focusing on the right thing. What we need yeah. to be doing is focusing our energies on structural change. And I'm here for whatever allows us to do that. Mm -hmm. But the whole just, we Mine just need to get pocket. rich like Bill Gates and Warren Buffett, that, that to me, you lost me on that. You lost me on that. You know who's kicking at? Kanye. That I'm of the course. next well, Yeah. I mean, what's yeah. left to say about that, man? You know? Oh. You know? We, oh. uh, <laughs> it is sad what you think about Very. It. Like, truly, we all should be very concerned. Oh, so all we've been... We've we've been talking because you know we had a lot on our chest. I know, and I and I like this because we're we're both pretty passionate about this topic. But I I also would love to leave our listeners with some. I'd love to show them a different way. Basically, <laughs> what are some options that we have to kind of allow ourselves to divest from capitalism, to prioritize our rest, prioritize our well being. I know you did a lot of uh, you. You did some really good research, um, and I see you have a list here. And I figured we could just kind of uh, bounce off one by one what you found on here. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Where? 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 I, what's this? Uh, where? What's the source? It's living so she, embrace. This is living embrace. I think she's like um, a life coach. Okay. Cool. cool. Um, I I think I I should have taken her name down. Um, but she kind of you know shared some tips on like how to prioritize your rest and relaxation. Okay. Um, and I was really excited about this part of the conversation just because this is something that I am definitely trying to do more of. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I know you've been definitely trying to put more energy behind that. Yeah, just because I I don't do either of these things rest or <laughs> <laughs> um so um 
they say in in the uh, she says in the in the article it can be a hard it can be hard to prioritize your rest especially when you're in a season of life that is particularly busy and stressful you might even feel mm-hmm. guilty for relaxing yep, but the reality that. is that your mind and body need to rest so that you can feel recharged, rejuvenated, and ready to face another day. Mm-hmm. And in addition to kind of prepping for this episode, I looked at a couple of um, different articles about like the benefits, like the, the health benefits of sleep. Mm-hmm. My nigga. Oh, yeah. I like I I feel like I people have said this to me all the time, but I was like, oh, okay, you, you had to see it in black and white. It was like. <laughs> regulating your your weight oh your heart. Yes. yes um yes. i mean just all of these pivotal. things that and i'm i'm a person that gets maybe five to six hours of sleep a night which is not good i'm aware but no, same. i've been i've been running on the deficit sleep deficit for, for probably like two years now and it's not yeah. good at all yeah, at all at yeah. all because i get maybe I would say usually like four and a half to six yeah. is usually where I'm at. Yeah. Which is not, it's not enough at all. Is that, is that including naps or like straight sleep? No, that's just night? sleep. Yeah. Okay. That's just sleep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's not, it's not great. So, but I, the ideal amount, I think is seven to eight hours of sleep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, And you, you, you just need it. Your body needs it. It craves mm-hmm. it. Um. And, and she shared a kind of a list of some things to help you in your journey to prioritize your rest. Um, and so the first on the list is to remind yourself that you need and deserve to rest. Reminding yourself that no matter what is going on in your life, whether you're super busy or not, you deserve to relax. Relaxation is not a reward. It's a necessity. Telling yourself you need and deserve to rest and also reminding yourself of the benefits of rest will help you make it a priority. And this is something that I definitely need to continue to remind myself. I do feel like even during Rona, I think especially during Rona, since I'm like not out actively mm-hmm. as much like mm-hmm. it does feel a little silly when i'm like okay i'm just gonna relax for the rest of the afternoon or yeah. i'm gonna end work early it's like which you've been on your couch this whole day like what are you taking <laughs> from? but like even like the mental strife of like being at work and like having to manage different expectations from people it's a lot it's it's mm-hmm. really taxing and that that guilt that you feel even especially during working from home, if that's something that you're lucky enough to do, like that doesn't mean that you're not working. You're still mm-hmm. actively working. And so mm-hmm. just understanding that you're not rewarding yourself or that you're being lazy. It's like your body needs this thing. Um, so that's no, and I know that I'm doing. That, no, and shout out to you for, for, for trying to kind of work against yourself, if you will, to remind yourself that, that it is something that you need. Because I know that that one line there in the middle is, is one thing that, that I struggle with. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times I have equated, and I'm sure this is probably the reality for, for a lot of our listeners as well, I really have equated relaxing as a reward. It's like, a, it's a treat. It's something that I get after, after I'm done mm-hmm. doing, you know, work, editing 900 photos. Yeah. Then I can rest. It's like something yeah. I have to earn. Yep. So I've really, I've really, I've really had to kind of unpack that and really try and, and, and change that because just like, you know, just like she said, and her name is Shailen, by the way, I looked her up while you were speaking. She's a self-empowerment coach. Um, and I love her little, her, her mission. It's just, I'm, <laughs> she's on a mission to help people enhance their sense of self so they can live with more meaning, fulfillment, and purpose. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and obviously rest has to be a big part of Paramount. that. 
Um, and so the next thing she has on the list is release yourself of the hustle mentality. Mm. You don't need to work 24 seven, sacrifice the as- aspects of life that make you happy or ignore your need to rest and relax. All of that will only lead to physical, mental, and emotional burnout. Mm. Releasing yourself of this hustle mindset will allow you to slow down and work smart. Taking breaks and prioritizing your rest and relaxation is a crucial part of that. Yeah, my next one is all you. (laughs) My favorite, even of of the second about releasing the hustle mentality. Oh yeah, sorry. No, you're good. I think that's a a huge thing. Is like you got to work hard, work hard, Mm -hmm. work hard. Or you could work smarter. There are ways mm-hmm. to achieve the same thing. And in, in, instead of like, you know, killing yourself to to prove that you've been, you know, running yourself ragged or, you know, burning the candle at both ends. If you mm-hmm. find a, a more strategic way of attaining your goals and you're still able to take care of yourself, I think that definitely for me, that's what I'm trying to work towards now. Okay. Is, a better, a smarter way, a more strategic way of like handling my business as opposed to just working day and night to get things done. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're right. This is definitely a lesson that I'm <laughs> definitely front of mind. Um, uh, the third on the list is learn when to say no. Saying yes to every opportunity, task, or commitment that comes your way is a part of the hustle mentality. Mm-hmm. You might like saying no to certain things might make you come across as lazy or non-committal or untrustworthy. But saying no is often the healthiest thing you can do. Take advantage of opportunities that come your way as much as you can, but try not to take on more than you can handle. Um, yes. So read me. Okay. <laughs> um, <yeah. laughs> no, but no, I know. Like I said earlier at the, at the top of the episode, that's also been something I I kind of struggle with, but you know, it's it's a it's a process. Just gotta it's, get it's, better. The lazy, not committal, or untrustworthy. I just feel like if I don't like, if somebody comes up to me with a great opportunity and I don't take it, you like don't seize it, yeah. Somebody else, like I'm gonna regret that. Like mm-hmm. I, you know, and I feel like I can make time. I can make time, but it's like I don't. I shouldn't have to do that. Yeah, but another thing that I think you might not, you might be discounting or forgetting entirely is that okay, yes, you you took on that extra gig. You know, you mm-hmm. got you you got someone who wanted to make who wanted you to make a dress or whatever it is for them. You have to ask yourself: Are you going to be doing your best work? Or, you know, uh, you know, offering them the best quality if -hmm. you're exhausted and you're tired and you're not, you're not, you know, maybe your stitching is a little off. I don't know. No, I know. I know. I know. (laughs) I know it won't. But I I feel like sometimes I feel like sometimes those those uh, decreases in performance are not always things that you can pick up on or notice. For sure. So, yeah. Yeah, there was even in Forbes, which I thought about including, but mm-hmm. it was like get rest so that you can be a better employee. And I was like, fuck you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they were saying that like when staff, when your employees are sleep deprived, that's when they make the most mistakes. Yes, yes, absolutely. Uh, and so- now mind you, you're not doing something that's high risk. You know, you're you're not doing something uh, I'll use an example of being a pilot, and this is they've actually have been accidents oh, yeah. Yeah, where yeah. people, where unfortunately people have lost their lives because the pilots were sleep deprived. So there mm-hmm. are there are some lines of work where it's literally a matter of life or death, yeah. 
if yeah. if you are fully rested and fully rejuvenated and available to kind of be your best self you know what yeah, i mean for yeah sure. um so the next one number four says set a time i'm sorry set aside time for rest if you're really into planning aka you and me <laughs> and you need to have your day scheduled out maybe setting aside time in your planner will be what it takes to actually make time for rest shift things around write it out and schedule your restful and relaxing activities into your calendar having it written out this way might just be what you need to make it more of a priority and i know for me that's definitely been true oh yeah and i realized that especially at work because um you know like i told you before the the place where we work together that was my first time working in an office environment so okay. I know I had a really hard time um, dealing with like, you know, con frequent interruptions, you know, people because I, 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 the way I work, I work very linearly. I work from the first task and I kind of work my way down and whatever that might be. So when, when I have an interruption, that really throws me off my game because now I'm trying to like figure yeah. out where I left off kind of, yeah, that kind of thing. So what helped for me was blocking out times of my day that was just dedicated no interruption i'm working time mm -hmm. and i think we should also be doing the same for our rest mm -hmm. meaning and i know i was doing this at a certain point at at night i think this was earlier on when you and i met i yeah, don't you, you recall you had your alarm to set for when you yes. go to bed exactly and i and i had a cutoff i let yeah. and i I'd, I'd actually even let people close to me know like hey yo after 10 my phone is off like yeah. i'll catch you at 8 a.m in the morning um, so I think it's just getting we all we all should try to uh, do that as much as possible. The same way you, you're carving out time um, out of your day to to eat, to exercise. We also should be doing the same for for rest and not just sleep, sleep for sure, but also just not fucking doing anything at all. You know, whether that's you reading a book or whether that's you listening to some music or just sitting with your thoughts, whatever that whatever rest and relaxation looks like for you do it and just make sure you're making the time to do it the hard thing for me though sometimes is i find one of my relaxing activities is sewing like i thoroughly enjoy that um it's just but there's you, a difference between sewing for a gig and sewing for your own pleasure sure, and enjoyment sure. or maybe just your own project that has yeah. no goal or something oh. that's maybe longer versus something that has a deadline and you right. have to produce it and you have to deliver it to a customer by next third. You know what I mean? Those yeah. two things feel very different, you yes. know? Yes. Yeah. No, agreed. And so that's the thing. It's like, because I, I, I think I shared the episode, the example, like this past week, I finished a project and I like put my head down for 30 minutes and I, I got up to, to sell something else. And my mom was like, what the fuck? And I was like, but this was like something for me that like, I was really excited about, you know, cause it was a new thing. It was something that I'd never done before. So I was really excited to try it. Um, yes. she didn't understand. She was like, but you're, why are you sewing again? And I was like, well, this, <laughs> is, this is fun. Like I like doing well, this. Well, no, I think that's what it is. That's, that's especially unique for us as like creatives or artists is that what, you know, <laughs> what the, your craft feeds you, but it can also be what exhausts you at the yes. same time. Yeah. So you, you just got to find ways to kind of balance that out. You sure. know what I mean? Because sure. I know that I know even for myself, there's times where I do feel energized by going out and taking pictures. And then there's also times where it does very much feel like work. Yeah. And it's something that I have to, like, push myself to do. So, 
yeah so that's real that's real so what was the last one she had the last one is know your boundaries another thing that i really need to work on Mm -hmm. good old boundary Um, setting (laughs) sometimes you just have to put in a lot of time energy and work to achieve your goals and get through certain aspects of life but when you're working hard it's important to keep your boundaries in mind and try not to stray too far past your limits find a healthy balance and always prioritize your rest as much as you prioritize your productivity Hmm. um and like this is kind of like you gave the example about you know after 10 o'clock i'm i'm not available like setting hard boundaries for people to know that you and even sometimes with work like there'll be times where you know i would block off you know time on my calendar to say maybe you know i'm i'm working on like i'm i'm just busy or i'm doing my financials but like people would try to uh, schedule meetings over it and it's like bitch you saw that on my calendar <laughs> and it's like well you can always do that at another time and i was like but this is when i have it nah, so you nah. need to respect that you yes, know what i'm saying like even exactly. even even when you're trying to be productive setting boundaries so that like people really will assume that they can kind of just take advantage of your time and in, in your space. yeah yeah and for sure you have to sometimes make it very clear that like no this is important to me it is also a responsibility of mine. There are other times available on my calendar. Find another time. Like it's mm-hmm. just that simple. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's something again that I'm working really hard on. Um, but one that I think that I will achieve very soon. Okay. Um, and so All I right. think even with sharing this list, the one thing that I realized that I that I found um, in kind of prepping for this article was that like most things. But most things in the world, Black people have a disadvantage with it. And even when it comes to <sighs> that's harder for Black people to do. Um, and so oh, I don't know man. if you've heard about, like, the um, there's, like, a, 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 resting, uh, a resting gap between Black people and white people. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I came, I read about that a couple years ago. Yeah, that's real. Yeah, The Atlantic has a really great article, and I thought about including it, but y'all know The Atlantic. That bitch is like 25 pages, and I just... <laughs> that probably was the one that I, I saw a while back. Yeah, but it looked really interesting, and I think I'm, I'm we can add it to the cheat sheet, and you guys mm-hmm. can it if that's something that you're really interested in. But I did come across this other article by Cameron Glover from Healthline, um, and the title is, We Need to Talk About Sleep Deprivation in Black Communities. Um and it starts that to be able to rest um, is to rejuvenate our spirits, center our healing, and remind us that we're not our productivity, which is kind of a lot of what we've been sharing today. Um, so in considering um, this, this article was kind of talking about reparations and what that will look like for the Black community. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so Cameron shares that. So in considering what reparations are still indebted, we should push to prioritize the need for Black people to rest. The Absolutely. luxury of rest then moves from being an unattainable to an integral part of these reparations. Mm-hmm. Um, without the reliability of being paid fairly, let alone for all of the time dedicated to our work, it is <laughs> bars Um, i felt that in my spirit i felt that in my bones i felt that it is impossible to expect individuals to be able to prioritize rest over things that need to get done Mm. um Still, so many of us connect rest as a luxury. Um, And in a world when we're overworked and underpaid, Black folks especially 
are apt to push off the rest that we need in order to keep up with the demands of other parts of our lives. Mm -hmm. Um, And prior to that article, um, she kind of shared, of course, slavery. That was 250 years of unpaid labor. Um, And I think she gives an example of like, if we include sick days and the productivity of 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 slaves like the amount of oh that's, that's interesting yeah that okay old is astronomical can i guess some of that <laughs> well you're not an ados this is true can my people get some of that <laughs> it don't even have to be for me right you know yeah, it's like, so, yeah it's just it's crazy to think about like even if we if we like so much of the conversation about reparations seems impossible when we're thinking about monetary payment. Like, yes, I'm so happy you're you're making this segue because I really do want to talk about this. So yeah, no, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, but I think that there are other creative ways that the country can pay black people back for all of the labor that we've endured, like, that are like generationally we've endured. Um, and so, yeah, I just think that that this when she I never thought of this concept of including rest in the conversation of reparations. But I think that it, it is something that definitely needs more attention. For sure. And one of my my favorite recent follows probably within the past month or so is a platform on uh, an account on Instagram called the Nap Ministry. Yep. And they're an Atlanta and Chicago based organization. Um, that examines the liberating power of naps through colorful memes and workshops centering black individuals and centering black rest. Mm. Um, so I think I, I think I had I, I stumbled them on Twitter and then ended up following them on Instagram. But I I need to like meet whoever the minds are behind this and give them a hug and shake their hand because they're they're on the energy that I'm on. Right. And I love I love and this is what I meant about earlier when i said that one of the what one of the things i've always thought is the greatest uh things we're robbed of under capitalism is our time and and our time to think creatively mm. and to think of different possibilities we don't we don't we're not able to dream mm-hmm. we, we barely have time to dream and that's why i love both, that both physically i mean like physically and figuratively yes we are not able to dream. Absolutely. And that's why I love that like folks like that Matt the the Nat Ministry and, and 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 other folks in that space are saying that reparations should extend well beyond fiscal. It should because that's true. There's many other ways that we can even try to start to come whole when it comes to stuff like that. Like another one I was thinking about earlier this week, I was like, yo. Black people shouldn't have to pay a dime for mental health services in this country. None. Like that should that should be like that should be on someone's bill. That should have been on someone's bill 20 years ago. There's no reason why that should be something that's afforded. Mind you, I'm I'm a I'm a huge mental health advocate. I feel like that's something that should be afforded to everyone. That I'll start there, but especially black folk, the black folks shouldn't have to pay a fucking penny for mental health services in this country for the for the for the amount of racial trauma that we go through, the amount of microaggressions that we go through every day that literally are killing us. Literally. And this is something that people have studied. We have shorter lifespans. We have, we have um, poor health outcomes when it comes to the leading causes of death, whether that's 
you know, hypertension, you know, just across the board. There's no reason why I should be coming out of pocket to pay to go see a therapist, period, point blank. That is yeah. just as simple as that. And that's what I mean. We we really need to start thinking about some of those other creative ways that society needs to come whole with us. And I think I think rest is a is a great place to start. Um, one post that really stuck out with me from the NAP ministry, and this was just it was actually a week ago, and this was in the wake of of what took place in Kenosha, Wisconsin with Jacob Blake. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I want to say I'm pretty sure it's 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 two women who are behind it, but don't quote me on that. Do you know the, I'm, the founders? I'm not kind of okay through you, so I'm not very familiar. okay. Um, and we're gonna share them out with you guys. I'm 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 almost positive that one of our posts this week will be a direct repost from them. But what the what this post says is, until capitalism crumbles, we will have to be inventive, subversive, flexible and committed to radical community care to sustain a personal rest practice and a collective rest movement. Mm. Our Mm. refusal to donate our bodies to a capitalist system and align with white supremacy will be our foundation for creating a rested future. You are enough. We are enough. We will rest. That's what I'm on. Catch me on that wave. (laughs) Wave. That's the Catch wave. me on that fucking wave. I'm so happy that she kind of even uh, or they mentioned, you know, this fight that we're in. Because in in Cameron's article, um, she posed large social movements require incredible time and energy. But once the yes. marches have done have been done and the organism the organizing is over, how do activists recuperate with rest? And why do we leave this out of the stories of black excellence? Yes. So much of the conversation of you know Martin and Malcolm and Marcus and mm-hmm. Assad, like all of Angela, all of them. We just talk about all of the things that we've done, but we never talk about how they kind of you know, what they did to take care of themselves. How did they, you know, balance their activism with, with their, their family life, with yeah. their love life, with, with their friends. Everything. Yeah, we don't, we we never hear about that. And like that, that was kind of my point in sharing like Tamika Mallory, watching her IG lives and seeing mm-hmm. all the work she's doing to mm-hmm. fight for Brianna Taylor is incredibly inspiring. But mm-hmm. as a woman, as a black woman, I see her and I'm exhausted. Like just mm-hmm. looking at her. I, mm-hmm. I, and so I wonder, is she doing enough of the things that she needs to do to take care of herself and then also enjoy her life outside of the work that she does? Mm-hmm. That's important, but like how are you being of service if you're running yourself ragged? Like that doesn't, that doesn't help anybody. Um, but I, the, but I see, I see her and then I see the history of, of our people in this fight. Rarely do we see them doing anything outside of the marching and the, you know, organizing. Yeah. Prepar- the preparation to do the marching. Yeah. Or- the organizing and everything. And I'm like, not even on your body, but on your mind, your spirit, that shit has to be taxing as fuck. Like, how do you make yourself whole after, after enduring all of that? Like, that's something I really wonder. No, for sure. And that's why one of my, the I think one of the, the, my favorite kind of 
gems. And I think it's something that that I, I, I can't unsee now, now that the NAP ministry has introduced me to this concept, is that rest is a form of resistance. Mm. It doesn't, and on the face, that's you're like, wait, what? How? How can that? How, what? What are you talking about? But I think that's just speaking exactly to what you're talking about now. Because think about it, when when we talk about all of our um, our foremothers and our forefathers who are, who were part of this fight long before us, is we don't we also don't always necessarily talk about the great sacrifice that mm-hmm. that took. And the toll that that took on their personal lives and their family lives and and their and their children, we don't talk about that. But that 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 is that is a price that they had to pay. So mm-hmm. when you when you are making when you Nana are making the decision that tomorrow or on Saturday or on Sunday that you are turning off the TV and you're mm-hmm. not tuning into. <laughs> two or three hours of CNN and you're not turning into Fox News to, to see what's going on on the other side. Mm-hmm. And you're saying, I'm taking today to prioritize my rest and my well-being. Mm-hmm. That is a form of resistance because you've chosen not to engage or tune into the fuckery. That alone is a form of resistance mm-hmm. because b- believe me, all of this stuff is very much premeditated. All of this stuff, white white supremacy is something that is extremely calculated. It's something that it's it's a burden that that literally is on your mind, your body, your spirit, everything across the board. So whenever, whenever you get, whenever you take the opportunity or you take the the prerogative to just fully disconnect from that, that's a form of resistance. Because mm. you've said, mm-hmm. I'm I'm not today. I'm not, I'm not doing this today. I'm not doing this today. And I love, and I love once I was able to kind of wrap my head around that, I was like, yes, man, that's it. That's it. And I think that, and I think that's, that's a, a, a part of what, uh, what Tony was saying as well in that, in that, in that speech is just that I, I'm, I'm outside of this. I'm not a part of this. Some days I might have it in me, but some days I don't. And those days that I don't, I, I'm not here. I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm out. Miss me with that for sure. Because sure. that's the only way any of this is going to be sustainable. If, 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 because this and it, and it's something that we have to kind of reckon with too. And and again, and, and I think the the just like I said earlier, it's both reaffirming and kind of discouraging at the same time. But I think it's just the reality of it is we might not see this through. This is yeah. the same thing that our parents and our grandparents, the yeah. same conversations they had to have. Mm-hmm. We might not see a time where white supremacy, at least in our lifetimes, is fully deconstructed. Right. So if so, I think if you're able to view this, if we want to, you know, using Obama's line or it's really an MLK line, the, the, the moral arc, if you will, you <laughs> might not see it to the end of that. So mm-hmm. so to so if you're gonna own that, what that means is you you can't have your 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 foot on the gas pedal the whole way through. Yeah. You got to find the times where you get off the road and you just lay in the field and you and look at the flowers. It's not going anywhere. The yeah. fight's not going to be done anything. It it's not. It's and not. Your life will end. <laughs> it will. It will and it's going to end a lot faster if you're not taking care of yourself. Exactly. Um when 
one last part of the article that I thought was really, really great is sleep equity is so tied to social justice because without rest, we wouldn't be able to do anything. Exactly. Rally, write, work, love, or celebrate our victories. Without rest, we cannot hope to resist or dismantle, or even on a smaller scale, be able to feel the pleasure that's rightfully ours as people in this world. And I think three steps on that one for sure. Like that, please. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, so much of life you kind of shared this earlier. Like we were kind of sold a barrel of goods because I've been given a lot of like old timey. You have? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, what the fuck do you be watching? You said something about hay earlier that just went right over my head. You need now you're talking that. about barrels of goods. Is this Oregon Trail? Like am I, do I, am I buying my rations? My <laughs> provisions? Like we, 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 like you said, we were kind of sold a fairy tale, especially mm-hmm. like like you our age group Mm -hmm. like we were were told all you need to do is go to college and you'll get a great job you'll Mm -hmm. make lots of money and you'll be very successful and then you can buy your house white picket fence and then we graduated Mm -hmm. and everybody told us to kiss their ass and um and i think in this kind of rat race of productivity and attaining wealth and you know aspiring for generational wealth and all that kind of stuff what gets lost is pleasure what gets lost Mm -hmm. is love what gets Mm -hmm. lost is celebrating you know small victories what gets lost is kind of the interpersonal work Mm -hmm. and a lot of that stuff cannot happen if we do not take time to rest for sure Um, and so like you can't and i mean even in your in in the work that you do if you are not giving yourself time to rejuvenate your brain does not function as well your heart does not function as well and these are all things that you need to live and if you don't like so you're you're fighting and fighting and fighting to to do this work and you're slowly killing yourself like mm-hmm. potentially, potentially no and not like, potentially no you oh. are like i said the, stu- the the doctors the good doctors have proven this so that. many studies yeah yeah so what it is physically doing to your body but also to your spirit like if all that if all that you do is tied to the work that you you're able to accomplish mm-hmm. um, and so i think for me like this last line of you know how do am i able to feel the pleasures that are rightfully mine i deserve this you know ridding myself of the guilt um that's definitely if there's any takeaway from this conversation i think that's what i would leave people with is like you deserve this it is yours to feel to experience to embrace and this this whole notion of like being a part of the rat race to to make a buck i'm i'm never gonna tell anybody don't get your money but like what like Obi kind of said in the beginning, is that really what you want? Or yeah, are, are, you got to ask, what 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 do I, what am I really after? What is yeah. it that I really want, you yeah. know? Yeah. So, well, yeah, this is a really good article. I would definitely encourage everybody to read it. No, for sure. And I, I will definitely add that in the cheat sheet for this week's episode. Um, and, you know, we, we've been talking about rest this whole episode. <laughs> 
and I'm tired. Nana. Yeah. You know, we've been talking for a while and yeah. I don't have, and I, I say that cause I, I don't have the words, but you know, who does for, for my sign off yeah, is so the nap ministry. Yeah. Ooh, um, and yeah, I might, I might tattoo this on my skin. Oh boy. It says my protest is to not let this wicked place steal my joy, my rest, my sleep, my dream space, my love, my pleasure, my life. Mm. They don't deserve me. Bloop. Rest is resistance. Amen. That's all I got. I, okay. I can't I could I could not have I couldn't have summed up the past two and a half hours any better <laughs> than that. Well, that's that on that. That's that's the drop in the mic. That's all that's all you get from me. That's it all I got. Oh, well, thank you, Nat. <laughs> <laughs> and Ovi, um, thank you guys for tuning in and, and hopefully understanding why we took a break last week and why there may be a break moving forward. I think we're almost at the end of the season, so we'll thug it out. But um, also give yourself, honor that for yourself. Um, definitely uh want to thank all of you for listening to this episode but de- if there are times in your life where you just need to tell people pump pump I'm, I'm i'm you can't have access to me right now <laughs> do that mm-hmm. um hopefully hopefully you'll you'll allow yourself that that privilege because you definitely deserve it um but yep thank you for listening to another episode of work bay you know where you can find us on instagram at work bay pod as well as twitter at work bay pod if you have any um very interesting ways that you find time to rest that you want to share with us definitely feel free to send us an email at uh, workbaypod at gmail.com we thank you guys so much we hope that you find we have a, a, a i don't know about you well are you still working? What's going on over there? Oh, my uh, freelance contract ended at the end of August. So oh, God bless. on Monday. So now I'm just uh, on to the next wave. Hire right. me. Yes, Someone. please. Right? So yeah, I'm chilling. And actually, I, I you know, this this is, it's funny that you brought that up. Because I think my first my first thought when it wrapped up was like, oh yeah, I need to find the next thing, you know, where, you know, cause especially cause I'm freelancing now, I don't have the security of just, you know, having my nine to five, a check every two weeks, but I need rest, man. I, after, 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 you know, everything I've, I've seen the past couple of months being out on the front lines and kind of documenting oh, yeah, what's happening yeah. and also having to deal that, deal with all that with the backdrop of, of where we are, you know, the, the kind of intersection we are as, as a society yeah. and then having to deal with microaggressions at work. Yeah. And I don't, did I, did I send you the text? You, did. I, you, you saw the, you saw that shit. Yeah. yeah. I just, I need, I, I'm not in any rush to, <laughs> to get right back to that. Good. So really for the month of September, I'm cooling. I'm chilling. Perfect. I'm about to, I got two chips lined up this month. Ooh. Ooh. One domestic, one international, Ooh. you know, that's, yeah. So I'm chilling this month. Okay. Well, th- I'm very happy for you, friend. Talk to me uh, in October. Okay. <laughs> I'll catch in October. But uh, I only say that to say, because, you know, we have, I don't know about you guys, but I have a four-day weekend coming up. Yes. Yes. So hopefully yes. We, can, we can start utilizing some of these strategies and prioritizing our rest. Sure. Uh, you guys stay safe, wash your hands, wear your mask, and love on each other. We'll catch you next time. All right. Bye.
Have a good week, guys. Have a good short week. This is a short week at least, right? So make it happen. <laughs> Peace out.